Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, We have major breaking news, indeed historic breaking news. A Manhattan grand jury has indicted former President Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Oh, good for you. You tweeted, quote, Stormy Daniels would get him. How do you feel about being right? I feel that justice is being served. African-American DA is a sign that this country is on track. Some of these people were the ones who were hollering at Hillary Clinton to lock her up. Somehow they're now saying Trump is a victim. This is going to be certainly a political issue, defending the rule of law on the one side, subverting the rule of law on the other. An even-handed, very non-partisan, apolitical pursuit of facts and evidence. It shows that the rule of law, that justice, still exists in this country. <laughs> I doubt it. You are fake news. Do you want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? Very fake news. Fuck around and find out. I will eat your ass. That's a big game, man. I'll do it. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Could this be the week? Was this the week? Has the gay war finally arrived? Is the gay war upon us? We had... Mm, yeah. Or trans war. I use them kind of interchangeably. After all, they lumped them all together with LGBT. So the gay war is the trans war by extension. Transgender school shooter. Transgenderism quickly swept away to make room for the gun control calls. We, uh, in Vancouver, just on Friday, had a guy dressing up as a woman to attack a normal, mild-mannered guy just for existing with a normal opinion on the street. All well I, I got that. No, okay. A chick cop laughs about it and then lies about it even happening at all, despite witnessing the whole thing happen with said smirk. And I'm just waiting for Lori Lightfoot to emerge to take her place in this <laughs> gay war, <clears throat> excuse me, for which she called. What's she doing? I guess she's still technically <laughs> mayor of Chicago for the time being, but Lori yeah. Lightfoot has a higher calling in which she must serve very shortly. And oh yeah, the former president for the first time in the history of the country has been indicted, set to face arraignment on Tuesday after these last few weeks of speculation and questions that we've been going through. It's finally going to happen. So are you excited? Well, that we're supposed to believe it's just going to be a boring day where Trump is going to go in on Tuesday afternoon and 
get his mugshot taken in what will inevitably become the number one poster and T-shirt and sticker in the entire country. And then he's going to walk out and go back to Mar-a-Lago and make a big campaign piece of it. We'll talk about what's going to happen with Trump's indictment um, with, I think uh, we'll be, we'll be mercifully brief about it because we've been talking so much about the looming Trump indictment for the last few weeks. Of course, we have the aftermath of the Nashville shooting to discuss. That feels like an eternity ago. That was just on Monday. Yeah. Uh, the transgender attack in Vancouver. We just mentioned we'll get to that. And then Douglas Mackey, also known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter. He was convicted in federal court on Friday in a first of its kind meme trial. His uh, vote for Hillary by text memes from 2016 now have him facing potentially a decade in prison. And Man, you, are you worried about this? Uh, yeah, well, this in combination with some other things that are being proposed with these TikTok bans, the Restrict Act that I was talking about, criminalizing, quote unquote, election disinformation is a looming threat to a variety of First Amendment principles, I would say. And then you got the attorney, U.S. attorney in that case coming out saying, ha ha, we knew he was just trying to shield himself behind the First Amendment. Well, that's the point of the First Amendment. Isn't it a shield from government overreach? For all of us. Yeah. Well, this is is a very interesting case because of the application of the law in question. It's a Reconstruction era law that very loosely applies, if at all. But we've also entered an arena on which the Supreme Court has not really clarified the issue. Do, Do you have a First Amendment right to election disinformation or not? There's no election disinformation. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there's no election disinformation. Why am I coming up blank? You know what I mean? An exception. There we go. An exception to the first amendment. There's, there's no election disinfo exception. So uh, we'll have to take a look through that and uh, try to make sense of what is a, a blatantly political prosecution. Plus we have a hoax hate double feature and tonight's movie review is the prestige. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We also have merchandise for sale over on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. And on the other side of the promo, I have an exciting Hero Soap announcement. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company. Made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. And that's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural products, not only can you subscribe and get soap sent straight to your door each month. But now brand new announcement. I haven't even told you about this yet. Hero Soap is offering signature soaps designed by yours truly. No way. Yes, indeed. I have my own two signature Hero Soap offerings. You can try Timberline. It is a frosty pine experience where the forest meets the peaks. A woodsy scent with extra menthol for a high altitude cooling effect. Or you can try Old West. 
It's the smell of sweet leather and oak barrels ready to bust open the saloon doors. Either of those sound appealing to you. You could be cooling buttholes all over America, the opposite of what you normally do, which is heating buttholes up. I thought when I was writing out my little script here, do I dare make a joke about showering with Matt? To no, indulge you don't the super need to, because <laughs> do I everybody dare else will. Make a joke about Matt dropping the soap. Do I invite these sorts of things? Or do I just say, <laughs> try out my soaps. I think they're fantastic. And it was a pleasure to work with Hero to design something uh, uh, exclusive for the audience. Um, so, of course, you can try uh, any of Hero Soap's other excellent offerings. Of course, they're available in bar or liquid form. Use promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off all Hero Soap products. That's 10% off my signature soaps, Timberline and Old West, or any other products from Hero Soap Company using promo code MCLISTENER. You can find direct links to my signature soaps in the description. And of course, you can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristiansandmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. Well, uh, let's get into the news. Last week, we uh, I, I became a fan in the moment of Ted Nugent um, because it was this great moment in American history where he told the Trump crowd that he wants his tax money back because he didn't authorize it going to some homosexual weirdo in Ukraine, referring to Zelensky. This week, he may have done even better. He appeared with Kyle Rittenhouse on Real America's Voice to discuss the Trump indictment. And Kyle Rittenhouse said he knows what it's like to be politically prosecuted. And Ted Nugent said he does too. After all, he was targeted by Barack and Big Mike Obama, whose children are not in fact theirs. I see this going on with Trump, and I'm just like, I can relate in a way. I see this political prosecution. Well, you know, I went through this anti-justice system at the hands of Barack Obama. Thanks a lot, Barack, and your buddy Mike, and your two fake daughters. And if if I'm wrong, somebody show me a picture of Mike Obama pregnant. And show me the two daughters (laughs) in their youth. Show me Mike and Barack snuggling their infants in, in swaddling clothes. Those pictures don't exist because his, his wife is Mike. Did you know that? I, I did not. And the daughters aren't theirs. Well, that's a conspiracy theory. Prove me wrong. Kyle okay. Rittenhouse is like, how do I get out of this situation? <laughs> it's like, poor Kyle's like, I've had enough horrendous headlines written about me. Please don't ask me to say whether Michelle Obama is in fact a man or not. Great moment. Now, to be fair, there are pictures of Barack and Big Mike with their children in their infant or toddler years, at least allegedly. I did my due diligence and scoured the Internet. But to the point, I I cannot find a photo of Big Mike pregnant. And I say that with an invitation of someone to provide that to me. I, I actually that, I want to see it. OK, I actually don't think that she's a man. What? I'm sorry. It's just a little too far-fetched, but she did use IVF to get pregnant. She's admitted that. And so I'm pretty sure she had a surrogate. That's why you don't have any pictures. You're way off on this. You suck. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) She might be a dude. I don't know. She she also might just have like a a monster box. And that's what we were seeing on those Ellen videos. That's true. Yeah. 
I forgot that we, we have resolved this before. Um, you're right. I didn't realize that uh, in her book, she acknowledges the IVF. Right. That So that's not even a point of contention. Um, but Maybe you know, with an egg donor, too, because neither of her kids look like her. Big Mike was just very, very private during the pregnancy years, we're supposed yeah. to believe, not immediately after the children were born. Mm. Cringe take by blood. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really think that she's a man? Uh, yeah, I've seen the bouncing. I've seen the bouncing evidence on Ellen, as we've discussed. Remember, I know you think they're like, giant female genitalia, but there's no. we such went thing. down the rabbit hole yeah. and we were looking at all those Darwinian pictures of Bush women labia. And there's like an African disease where you've got a fat vag. <laughs> and I think that she's got this like weird African badge. I think okay. that's more likely. Dr. Blonde. Diagnose John Fetterman. What's wrong with uh, him? He's got lump nectomitis. Got it. Okay. He's also retarded. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he even acknowledges something of that vari- variant at this point. He's finally out of the hospital. He was released back home. He's set to return in just two weeks time, April 17th. So his work schedule is really accelerating at this point. In an interview that aired on CBS this morning, Fetterman uh, said depression overwhelmed him because even he didn't believe that he legitimately won the election. <laughs> okay. I will be going home and be the first time ever to be in remission with my depression. And I can't wait to what it really feels like to take it all in and to start making up any lost time. The whole thing about depression is, is that objectively you may have won, but de- depression can absolutely convince you that you actually lost. And that's exactly what happened. And that was the start of a, of a, down, a downward spiral. I had stopped leaving my bed. I've stopped eating, uh, dropping uh, weight. I stopped engaging some of the most things that I love in my life. That was the most coherent I've ever heard him, except he said, actually. <laughs> I, I missed that. <laughs> Why am I laughing? This is Absolutely. Like... That's, uh, that's a Fetterman-ism right up there with, hello, everyone, and good night. That's my favorite Yeah, I know. I think he's having debate. separation anxiety from losing his lump. <laughs> oh, that could be. It's like personified it. He was talking to it. And stuff. Now, I know at some level it's foolish to try to dissect every word this man says as though it is perfectly coherent, but he said... Uh, with at least at the hospital there before he was leaving, this is a few days ago, this will be the first time ever that my depression is in remission. That gives me an impression that he had depression in an, on something of an ongoing basis, but we're supposed to believe that he had depression basically as a result of his stroke, that this is common for stroke victims to experience depression after the stroke. Wouldn't it make more sense just to act like he had a history of depression? I think it would I don't be better for his image if he had a a history of depression. But then that would create the problem again, not completely transparent about the status of his health before the election. They'd have to say, yeah, actually he's suffered from crippling depression for a long time. We just didn't want to tell you. Yeah. But everybody gets depressed from time to time. What's the problem here? I maybe some people get sad, but nobody says this is the first time my depression has ever been in remission. I mean, that would imply you're, you're never okay. You are always depressed. I don't know. Anybody that's not constantly depressed, I can't, I just can't talk to them. I can't relate to them on a personal level. So. Well, speak for yourself, but give me <clears throat> till the end of the stream. I might get there. Although, 
Hey, uh, QAnon Shaman released from federal prison early, but has nothing to do with that footage that everyone saw that also is not exonerating in any way. I actually don't think it has anything to do with the footage. Really? Well, okay. So he was serving three and a half years and he got out serving just under 27 months for good behavior. And then he has to spend six months in a halfway house. So it's not that much better than him serving his full term, you know? Um, he exonerating information was revealed by Tucker Carlson, but I'm pretty sure his release was already in the works. The last I saw when I talked about this uh, separately, when Tucker released the footage, the DOJ's website said he was scheduled for release in July. So it's not entirely implausible that he well, would get out. Well, that's not true. Well, well, I guess they just let him out a little early, but they, they he did. Was, well, he's, he's, he serves 27 months, let's say hmm. plus the six months for um the halfway house yeah what is that 27 plus 6 is 33 and then the three and a half year sentence that's 36 yeah i don't know 42 it it clearly would have been early relative to his original sentence i don't know why it said july but that would imply that there was already some sort of early release uh in the works even i wish that this was related to the trump footage though or the the uh, tucker footage wouldn't that be reassuring well, I, I don't know that I can say conclusively that it's not, but maybe it I is. hope that has something to do with it. I truly do. Anyway, uh, so he's at a halfway house for do we know how long did they say six months? OK. Uh, and uh, where is this? Is he still in the D.C. area or does he get to go closer to home? Or no, I guess he was uh, in prison in know. Arizona, right? Because he's from Arizona. So then he's probably close to home. I would assume he's probably still in Arizona. They don't release you to a halfway house in a different state. I yeah. Think. Well, um. In another legal update, there has been yet another setback for the Alec Baldwin prosecution. Now the Santa Fe District Attorney, Mary Carmack Altweiss, herself has dropped off the case. She has appointed two new special prosecutors to handle the case. So it's not going away, but we are entirely restaffing. Maybe not everybody, but the people leading the prosecution are now replaced. Mm. Uh, It's still going to be prosecuted as planned, but this is yet another... Uh, piece of information that I would say makes the the uh, the odds of uh, Alec Baldwin actually getting convicted or going to prison uh, slimmer and slimmer still. How are they orchestrating this? This can't possibly be a coincidence, right? I, I, I'm just going to chalk this up to mostly incompetence. Um, oh, recall that prosecutors first brought that gun enhancement charge against Alec Baldwin that right, didn't right. apply because the law uh, that they were using was actually passed after the shooting. So they couldn't <laughs> apply it to Alec Baldwin. That charge is gone. So is Alec Baldwin's prospective five-year prison sentence with it. Then the special prosecutor on the case, Andrea Reeb, was constitutionally disqualified because she's a state legislator. So you have separation of powers issues in the state of New Mexico. Now the DA herself is stepping aside. And so, again, the prosecution has been completely replaced, at least in its leadership. And we're not that far away from a potential trial. There's a preliminary hearing to evaluate if the evidence is sufficient to proceed to trial on May 3rd. And so much as we've heard from Alec Baldwin and the armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, they do not intend to seek any sort of plea deal. They intend to fight the charges. And with the way the prosecution is being handled presently, I can't say that that's a terrible strategy, though. uh, It's not as though I'm a criminal defense attorney either, but it seems like these people are not handling the case with uh, the best of skill. We, you know, it's uh, how many years uh, we're, we're over five years after the Vegas shooting, never got an official word about why. Now there are some reports that say that Steven Paddock, the shooter 
was mad about the casinos and his gambling. That's that's why he shot up randos. Such, such bullshit. Well, we did get an official report that said there was no motive. Okay. You know, being insane, which I don't think he was, is in itself a motive. Nobody has ever committed a shooting ever with no known motive ever in the history of mankind. That's never happened. Um, yeah, I guess you're saying you'd have to for that to qualify. You'd have to be non insane and also doing it for no reason. Yeah. If you're angry, that's a motive. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's what we're, what we're finding out about this. So there was an FBI interview with um, Stephen Paddock's a, a gambler that was with him leading up to the shooting. And uh, his name's been redacted, but he believes the stress could have easily caused Gum and Stephen Paddock to snap into a um, super orchestrated, meticulously planned shooting that killed 60 people. So I didn't know this. Paddock, he was a video poker player. He was super good. Um, He was a high roller. It was his main source of income. And casinos had previously treated people like Paddock to cruises and flights, penthouse suites, um, wine country tours. And I guess in the year, the years before the shooting, they kind of stopped doing that. And he, Paddock himself had been banned from three Reno casinos. So what this guy is saying, this, the source is that he was just super pissed off about not getting special treatment. So he decided to murder a bunch of people. Oh, so it wasn't even gambling losses. It was just, he had a dispute with the gambling rules of some kind. That's what they're saying. And not getting perks. Right. Okay. He did burn through $1.5 million, but leading up to that point, it didn't happen all at once. Um, so this former Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department official who headed the criminal investigation into the shooting, she said, there's no indication that Paddock's actions were driven by resentment towards the casino industry. And she said, quote, there's no way that LVMPD would have hidden any potential modem for our vic- from our victims and survivors for five years. Um, so even she is like, this is bullshit. Hmm. But she's also hiding what the real motive is from the general public and the victims. So I get real tinfoily on this, but I don't know where my conspiracy theory brain should go. You know, like what they're telling me is bullshit, but I don't even know what actually happened. Well, it, yeah. I, do I believe he did this for no reason to the extent it was highly planned and logistically complicated to get all of those weapons and ammunition up the stairs. There had to be some reason he was doing it, but I haven't heard any coherent reason why uh, he was a video poker player. I didn't know that. till mm. now. I guess I'm, I'm, I don't do a lot of um, Vegas gambling or anything like that, but to be a high roller with video poker strikes me as kind of odd, or is that a normal thing? It seems like if you were going to go in and potentially lose a million and a half dollars, you want the, the lifestyle yeah. of the real table game, not the, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be sit there sitting there with some stupid machine. Maybe that was just his jam. And somebody in the live chat just said, well, why wouldn't he shoot up the casino staff? Exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. Yeah. And it was some I kind of. I just wonder if maybe this was some FBI thing, some false flag. I, I don't know. Why did he hate country music so much? Nobody has ever explained. Yeah. Well, we all hate country music. Maybe it was as simple as that. He would, he turned the radio on. It was a bad station. And uh, he decided to end it right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> Through several days of steps to complete. Oh, all right. Well. Let's get uh, to the news of the week. In fact, uh, well, it it keeps getting called in cliche fashion. It's a historical moment, but it really is. I don't know that it 
We'll talk later if it's going to be of historic consequence, but we've never seen this in history before. So I guess I have to grant the cliche's point. Uh, We now have an indicted former president. uh, This as of late Thursday. Originally, the news was leaked to the New York Times. They broke the story. Then later, Alvin Bragg, the, uh, the DA in Manhattan, confirmed through a statement of his own that he has been in contact with Trump's attorneys. And they, uh, at the time, were negotiating Trump's surrender to appear uh, in court in New York and face his arraignment. At the time of the statement, they were unclear about when that arraignment would be. It is now scheduled for Tuesday. According Mm. to CNN, Trump faces up to 34 charges, though I've seen different numbers floating around. So again, whenever we're dealing with these grand juries, we have a lot of secrecy (laughs) and our information relies almost exclusively on leaks. So it is believed to be something in the neighborhood of two to three dozen charges Uh, The most likely explanation for why so many charges is that each individual transaction or payment, uh, in this case, probably to Michael Cohen, but there could be other Mm -hmm. things involved, that they'll they'll take each transaction as one charge or even dress them up into multiple charges. So we're not looking at 34 distinct crimes necessarily, um, or at least distinct crimes in theme, but that's how they get the number. They just kind of dress up the same thing over and over again. And of course, recall, as we've been discussing for the last few weeks, this all of this is believed to stem primarily from the 2016 hush money payment to Stormy Daniels, misclassified as a legal expense when it was actually a campaign finance expenditure mishandled. We've discussed that, so we won't get into that anymore until potentially next week when the details are known. But what's going to happen on Tuesday, at least what what is expected to happen? Well, the arraignment is scheduled for 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm. At which time the Manhattan courthouse is going to be otherwise shut down to other business. So they're going to close down shop and I'm sure it'll be every cop in New York present at this site. And they're going to have the Secret Service march Trump into this courthouse apparently is how this is going to happen. And Trump is going to be processed as any other defendant would behind closed doors with a mugshot and fingerprints taken. And uh, the second that mugshot comes out, it's going to be red hot. Trump will probably release it himself first before the courthouse even does. Oh, yeah. The uh, the court proceeding is expected to be brief and the charges will be read to him at that time. Once the indictment is formally submitted to the court, it is eligible to be unsealed and publicly viewed. As of now, I don't see information saying that will not be the case. So we should know exactly what is in this indictment uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, assuming that this event happens as planned. There has been some talk about Trump uh, resisting and Ron DeSantis saying he won't cooperate with extradition requests. All of those points appear to be moot uh, to the extent that Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina is saying Trump is going to voluntarily travel to New York city and surrender, but Trump will not accept any sort of plea deal with Alvin Bragg. Do you expect the president to voluntarily surrender? Will he come for his arraignment? We're working out those logistics right now, Savannah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's not going to uh, hole up in, in Mar-a-Lago. So we'll, he'll face this and we'll face it and uh, we'll be successful, I'm sure. Do you expect this to go to trial? Do you see any scenario in which you or the former president would take a plea deal? Zero. Zero. President Trump will not take a plea deal in this case. It's not going to happen. There's no crime. So it is expected that Trump will be immediately released after the arraignment, after he maybe posts whatever uh, bond is necessary, if they even do that in New York anymore. I don't know Uh, if Trump wants to get out immediately. I suggest he just commit a violent crime on his way in. (laughs) They'll say 
Fair enough. Right this way on your way out. Uh, Trump actually plans to give a, a speech at Mar-a-Lago that night. That's how we know the expectation is that he's just going to walk right out of there in short order. He intends to return to Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday night and give a speech at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, as a practical matter, even if this case goes to trial, as the lawyer there was suggesting it may, um, this likely does nothing to stop Trump's campaign directly. It's possible that Trump is on trial uh, during the campaign, but even yeah. if convicted, there's nothing constitutionally that can stop him from running as a felon or running in actual prison if that happened. Uh, it has happened before, twice, actually. Really? Uh, an imprisoned socialist ran in 1920. And in 1992, a man in prison for mail fraud and campaign fraud conspiracy ran on a third party ticket. So that would not be historic if Trump was <laughs> sitting behind bars in Manhattan running for president. Will they let him still make uh, like social media videos and stuff? I wonder. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of um, additional details out this week. Of course, we don't know all the details of the indictment what exactly the charges are, what exactly the legal theory of the case is, all of the relevant facts. We have a pretty good idea, we think, but we don't know yet. There were two additional details or oddities that were added to the case this week. Actually, the day before the indictment was announced on Wednesday, it was reported that the grand jury was going to take a break from April 5th to April 24th. So effectively the entire month of April that break was previously scheduled, so it wasn't suddenly decided. But it is notable that the grand jury was able to reach a decision right before the case would have otherwise been delayed a month. It's also reported there may be other porn stars involved, or at least uh, a, a Playboy model. To be fair to Karen McDougal, I don't know that she's actually ever done porn. I don't think she has, but maybe I'm wrong. It's now believed that Trump's $150,000 hush money payment to former Playboy model Karen McDougal is part of the case. Uh, McDougal <sighs> says she had a 10-month relationship with Trump in 2006, about the same time the Stormy Daniels events are alleged to have occurred. So just a matter of time till Christine Blasey Ford gets in on the action, too. Damn. And for his part... Uh, Biden <laughs> is just saying nothing. It is all anybody wanted to ask the president about over the weekend. Uh, but here he is refusing to answer the question multiple times. Are you worried this will further divide our country with the indictment? I have no comment on that. Mr. President. Are you protesting the wake of the indictment? No, I, I'm not going to talk about Trump's indictment. I have no comment at all on that. Interesting. Which uh, I, I think is perfectly fitting for the overall strategy here. Stop looking at me. Focus on yeah. Trump. Forget about what I'm doing. Focus on Trump. Yeah. Makes sense. Consistent. Well, um, I, I, that's about all I have to say about this until we get more information on Tuesday. But I want to discuss the, the prospects here, assuming this goes as planned. Um, and I must, it's possible that maybe on Tuesday we get some incredible new evidence of some sophisticated crime that we've never seen. And we yeah, have to say, Oh wow. Know. Amazing. They actually had this rock solid case on Trump the whole time. They just saved it for when he announced his reelection. What, what, what luck. Um, but, but assuming that this goes to plan and the case is what it is publicly expected to be that it's stormy Daniels, 
uh, hush money payment, and they're trying to say that it was improperly categorized as a business expense and shoehorn it into a campaign finance violation to get this felony. Okay. If that's how this goes, I actually am worried about this mid to long term. Uh, I'm not worried about the prospect of like Trump ending up in a prison cell or something like that, though they may have their effort. I'm worried about how this plays out politically. Um, and, and that's not to understate how this is the latest example of the Justice Department being weaponized to get political adversaries. That's that's very important. But I mean, as far as like the, the peace of this country, I am worried about this to at least a moderate degree. And the reason being this indictment makes it significantly more likely that Trump is your 2024 Republican nominee. Now, maybe that would have already been the case. So maybe this is a mood. I point don't know. Of, I don't think so. This is just what the doctor ordered. It, it's a boost for him. And if he is your uh, Republican, and, and by the way, as I've mentioned, I think Democrats know that. I think that's part of the strategy sure. at play here, yeah. that, that you boost Trump among Republicans by being perceived as attacking him unfairly. If Trump is the nominee, the chance... <laughs> After 2020, what are the chances that Democrats are going to play fair and allow him to have a, a fair shot at getting reelected again? Um, now, again, they might be zero anyway. Maybe I'm placing too much importance on this because Trump was going to be the nominee and Democrats and the power structures that be were not going to allow a fair election anyway. Maybe. I just think that this development worsens both of those considerations. I think there's going to be fortification and shenanigans galore. 2024 will be every bit the nonsense election that 2020 was, if not more so. And 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 this time, not, there's already been enough dispute about 2020, but neither side is going to accept it to an even harsher degree this time. If Trump were to win, which I don't even think, frankly, I, I'm going to believe is not possible until I'm proven otherwise. Not because I don't think Trump could do it in any legitimate context. I just think the shenanigans and fortification are... Uh oh, we got a we got a toddler tantrum going on. I don't. I can't I don't, hear anything. Okay, well, it sounds like sounds like there's a rescue operation, so we should be good. <laughs> uh, my apology for the interruption, but um, but yeah, I, I think the shenanigans are going to be upped. I think the shenanigans are going to be much worse. Uh, and, and if Biden or whoever the Democrats pick wins, Trump voters are not going to buy this election as legitimate. Not just for the reasons we saw in 2020 that will likely be amplified in this case, but because after all, the Manhattan prosecutor went after him for witch hunt purposes. And I'll remind you, this is one of potentially three or four. There are three remaining prosecutions that could still happen. We have Georgia. We have two federal ones. My point is that that this Trump-Biden rematch, which this indictment, I think, makes significantly more likely or Trump versus whatever Democrat they pick. I just can't see an outcome where the country overall believes the election was conducted fairly and buys the result. The result will be either half the country thinking the president is an illegitimate criminal if Trump were to somehow win or half the country thinking that he was wrongly framed as one. But nobody's going to buy nobody's going to buy the Biden second term. Nobody's going to nobody on the right, at least nobody on the left is going to buy Trump being elected despite being this, you know, historically bad criminal. Uh, and what makes me worried about that elections are how we resolve these conflicts on civil terms when we remove everyone's faith in elections because it's either a criminal uh, winning the Oval Office or a system rigged against him to make him a criminal. Uh, conflict gets resolved through other means. And that's what I fear being the outcome here. 
Yeah, but how is this any different than 2020? I mean, I, yeah. I think this is awesome. Trump's going to get the nomination. Then even if he wins legitimately, they're obviously going to steal the election. And then we're like we're like one foot into banana republic territory. This will catapult us fully into banana republic territory. No one will ever trust elections again if they inexplicably did after 2020. Um, and we're one step closer to the destruction of this nation that doesn't really exist anyway. I'm all for this, more of this. Just shut it down. Just shut the whole thing down. As long as you find entertainment in it throughout. What else uh, is there? <laughs> I have to There's ask. There's no integrity. I There's to... no hope for the future. And what else can I derive from our political situation besides personal entertainment value? Yeah, well, that that is a bare minimum level of value to get from it. So we have to commit to that. I have to ask Neil Mohan, 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 however you say his name at YouTube. It, can we preemptively declare the 2024 election illegitimate? Is that allowed under the terms or can we get banned for that? I don't know. You know, That's, I met uh, this guy on a stream uh, just randomly. What guy? Chris Gard. I was on a stream and then he showed up and I was like, oh, my God, you're the dude that but did the thing. You guys didn't plan to meet. It, it was just no, happenstance. No, it was, it was just happenstance. We just had overlapping on a, on a panel. What show was this? It was um Luke Avery's show. Huh. Lambda Bible studies. Yeah. Oh, it was like a Bible thing. No, it was a topic about art and literature. He did like a nine hour stream and it just ha- and it had like a panel of guests. It just happened that ours overlapped. And I was like, pa, you. <laughs> so how long did you talk to him? I don't know. 10 minutes. Well, I, I didn't know he was into streaming or into that sort of thing. Maybe we should have Chris on sometime. I know. It'd be super fun to, cool. to talk about uh, his music projects and everything else he's got going on, but I don't want to put him on the spot. So yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Any, My anyway. point is that this is not that different than what happened in 2020. Yeah. I don't think that anybody still has faith in the, in our voting system. Right. Well, there, the only pushback I would offer, there are a lot of people on the right who say, I mean, look what we just saw in the midterms. Oh man, candidate quality got you again. Look, you need yeah. to put up awesome candidates like John Fetterman to win. <clears throat> you need to put up awesome candidates like Katie Hobbs in Arizona, who doesn't even come out of her basement. That's how you win. So I, I do think that there are, there's a significant level of belief and loyalty to the system that exists on the right still that could be minimized by this sort of thing. No way. Um, no, one, no one's buying this. Fetterman, lump neck, post-stroke, <laughs> retard, giant Fetterman. This is just a joke at this point. Even he doesn't People believe are barely that alive. That's why he's depressed. I know. It's, nobody's looking at this and is like, mm, this is it, this is elections at work, guys. Yeah. Well, I guess if I were to push back on my own position, um, I would say that I don't know that the the pessimism, if you want to call it that, is out of place. It's just thinking that the indictment itself is a unique or especially forceful cause of that might be mistaken. That is, we were on this path already. Mm-hmm, the indictment right, yeah. might solidify our trajectory on that path, but we were we were headed that way regardless. Uh, it, let's yeah. put it this way. If the indictment never comes down, they decide a strategy different. We're actually just going to leave Trump alone. We think Trump will just kind of fizzle out himself because he doesn't have the same energy behind him that he had in 2016. And we're going to do something else that's going to piss people off and start a civil war. Maybe, well, let's say Ron DeSantis or whoever gets the nomination. Is my expectation that Democrats were going to uh, play totally fair in that arrangement and say, well, it's not Trump. So we're back to the rules as they were. Right. I, they're going to do the same stuff if, if I had to. 
Oh, totally. You but I, I would be interested in watching them uh, character assassinate somebody that has more integrity than Trump does. They're going to have to get go all Kavanaugh on it. You know, you know who I saw jumped in the ring this morning? Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas. It was the oh really? Was, oh God! It was the worst interview ever. He was calling for Trump to 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 uh, drop out of the race because after all, he needs to focus on his criminal matters. And I'm thinking like. You are, he's like a low T Mitt Romney. That's how bad this guy is. He's what are you? I'm going to shave 1% away from Nikki Haley. That will launch yeah. me to 2028. Who are you? Go, yeah. I understand that people run in order to boost their profile for the next time. This guy is zero chance perpetually. There is never a world in which Asa Hutchinson is going to be elected president of the United States, but he's jumping in uh, regardless. You know who's in a pickle, though? Voters like us. Well, I'm a non-voter, yeah, I was but say, you people don't, like us. Yeah, you can't, you yeah, can't but lump yourself in. This is pissing me off and lighting a fire under my ass, which is what the left wants. But also, I think that they should get what they deserve. And so I'm in a pickle. Yeah. Ah. Do I vote? Do I vote for Trump? You want So you want the chaos and you want to win. I want the chaos and there is no winning. Oh, for anybody, yourself included. Oh yeah. We're screwed. Okay. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's the, this is like the rainbow. I use rainbow in the optimistic sense, not the gay sense. You can't even, that's what's bothered me. Like you can't even rainbow. The concept has just been stolen. Okay. I know you can't even think about back. It's like our lucky charms, even not gay. Um, what I mean by that is it's a collapsitarian outlook with a belief in a pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow uh, of that collapse, I suppose. Accelerate that collapse in order to get there. The reason you know. want the collapse is to build something better on the other side. Yeah, but it's also possible that um, everything turns out way worse and that we should have slowed our way through the collapse Maybe. in order to prepare for generations. Imagine doing this this stream five years from now and saying, remember the good old Joe Biden days? Man, we had it That's awesome. That's entirely day. possible, yeah. And remember we were talking about the Michael Malice interview that he did on trigonometry. He's like, people on the right that are accelerationists do not realize, they do not have a concept of how far we could fall. And I think that I... I'm afflicted with this because I have never endured starvation or disease, killing my children, or, you know, I've never had any major hardships like that in my life. So it's easy for me to be like, the whole system is fucked. Let's collapse this whole thing. But in a world like that, a truly post-apocalyptic Mad Max world, I am screwed. You're screwed. We're all screwed. So what what do we do here? Well, I, I think there's truth that we, none of us know suffering on the historical scale. I, I grant we that don't. point. And I yeah. also think that frustrating to me, uh, we underestimate the degree of suffering necessary to get people to actually change their minds and reevaluate their belief systems. We are so totally. far away from that. And uh, this, this is, uh, this is not going to do it. So maybe I am over, overemphasizing the Trump indictment, but we'll see how this develops. I do want to leave enough time for the transgender attack in, uh, Vancouver before we get to the top of the hour. So unless you had more to say about the Trump indictment. No, not really. I just, I, I was like scrolling through my phone. I'm like, Oh, Trump indicted. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's to some, be expected. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to the actual event in Vancouver, I just want to set the stage a little bit because, of course, somehow, despite a um, a, a transgender school shooting where there's a manifesto, the student is formerly a student at this uh, Christian school. It is believed through the commentary of the police that there is a targeted motive at this school related to the transgenderism. The police chief even confirmed a reporter asked, do you believe that the transgender identity was a motivating factor in this in this shooting? He said it was. We don't have the details on that because we don't have the manifesto. Um, The transgender shooting has somehow been morphed and distorted into transgender people becoming the victims of this arrangement. And I think part of that is enabled by what is now going on a week's delay of getting this manifesto out there. But don't worry, the FBI is reviewing it. So once they're done with their redaction pen, we should be able to see the details. And do you remember how we got, I think Brenton Tarrant released his own manifesto, right? Same with the Buffalo shooter. They often post them online before they commit the act. She did not, apparently. Um, So yeah, it looks like they're saying the FBI is coming through this with some other people and they're saying that it's going to be released, but they said, it's just a matter of when there's some brilliant psychological minds and psychological analysts coming through her entire life. Well, like I don't, I fail to see how that's relevant. Also, why can't you do that? After, yeah. Why? Great. Put the FBI's psychologists on it. Why is the information being public? When does that um, prevent you from having your psychoanalysts right. look at it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll see if it ever comes out. I'm skeptical. Hmm. Well, because we have no manifesto, the planned week of transgender celebration was mostly salvaged. Uh, In fact, somehow the victimization was was uh, extracted out of this event that the problem is that because of events like this, people are mean to transgender people, which makes transgender people the victims, even when a transgender shooter shoots up uh, a bunch of kids at a Christian private school. But Corrine Jean-Pierre said at her White House podium this week that it's transgender people who are under attack and living in fear. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those the trans community as they are under attack right now. What? I, they huh. literally attacked us. It, it, in fairness, she was not talking about the shooting at the time. She was talking about trans day of whatever visibility yeah. that we'll get to. But, but the it shooting is, had happened. That was yeah. clearly relevant. Yeah. Uh, you know, trannies are so attacked <laughs> in this country that just being one gets you a major corporate sponsorship deal. That's how marginalized and oppressed these people are uh massive promotional deal with a multi-billion dollar company for bud light dylan mulvaney just scored one um a special new can to commemorate dylan mulvaney's year or 365 days of being a girl or a woman or whatever it is so the king of beers is now the queen of beers or perhaps the non-binary androgynous monarch of beers people are uh Expecting Bud Light to pay a price. Where's the can? I need to get the can up here because Dylan Mulvaney uh, posted this and we don't really know the details. Yeah, they sent her this Dylan Mulvaney can of Bud Light and you'll notice on top of this, uh, whatever this is, Instagram story, uh, paid partnership with Bud Light. So Bud Light sent her the can and said, hey, Dylan Mulvaney, post this on your uh, on your Instagram and uh, here's a pile of cash to do it. And I need to drink beer anymore. Well, whatever. 
people are expecting Bud Light to, to pay a price for this nonsense, and I'd like to think that they would, but then I remember that they previously endorsed Amy Schumer whining about the oh, wage gap right. and suffered no consequences for it. So why wouldn't they keep going back to the rainbow well? Yeah. Uh, but maybe maybe Corinne Jean-Pierre has a point because after all, uh, Trans Day of Vengeance was can- canceled. This was um, the anti the anti trans hatred was so hot this week that the planned Trans Day of Vengeance that was scheduled for yesterday, Saturday in D.C. was canceled with organizers uh, citing overwhelming raw hate. And uh, one of the tweets says uh, it references a fear that we're on a step toward genocide. This is one of the steps in genocide. Okay, so good for them. They're protecting everybody from genocide. Uh, the Transgender Day of Vengeance the did not happen. Excuse me. Well, yeah, the, the true genocide is... Uh, it's... Well, I would say trans on trans violence, but it's really tran on tran. It's one guy yeah, on Tran on self violence. <laughs> yeah. We're halfway there. <laughs> uh but maybe Kareen, well, sorry, one, let me skip ahead. I've already had too much to drink tonight because the, the, the world is too much of a, a depressing place. Excuse me. <laughs> the cancellation of uh, Trans Day of Vengeance did not stop the White House from celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility. This is how oppressed and marginalized these people are, too. Biden issued an official proclamation on Thursday saying, Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul. Biden went on to condemn states for stopping the surgical hacking of children in pursuit of that delusion. It reminds me of that uh, hilarious tweet that Elizabeth Warren put out when she was running for president. Black trans and non-binary people are the backbone of our democracy. I was trying to think, you tell me, what is the appropriate bodily analogy? I was thinking more like the appendix. It's mostly unnecessary often better removed entirely but you know it if if it behaves you can simply allow it to be there i guess no because Just your don't... appendix actually does something i would huh. call them like a an infected gangrenous impacted wisdom tooth that must like, be must it be it must be removed or it's going to kill you wow and it's going to be painful okay well that that's maybe a better metaphor how dare you no oh. Let's get to the attack on, uh, well, this guy is known as Billboard Chris. And um, and, and it, I suppose uh, the mentally ill are, are shaping Canada's soul, too. That's the problem that, that Billboard Chris is dealing with. And um, this is in the Vancouver area. And I've seen some of this guy's stuff floating around Twitter. Um, so I'm not extremely familiar with his material. But as far as I can tell, he's just, he's a guy, as his name suggests. He goes around in public <laughs> yeah. wearing a sign. Wearing a billboard with mostly tame truths. And I, I don't say that to be dismissive. I mean, that they're, they're really uncontroversial statements. At least they would be uncontroversial uh, 10 years ago. Uh, statements about transgenderism most commonly. And I think this is what he was wearing in this particular case. But a, a sign that says children cannot consent to puberty blockers. Stop the child abuse. So on Friday, there was some sort of pro-transgender event, I assume related to Trans Day of Visibility or something of the sort this week. And this is at a park in Vancouver. And so Billboard Chris decides to attend with his sign and his video recording equipment as usual. And he was confronted multiple times. First, he was debating one of the rally goers and uh, trans activists surrounded him and started making physical contact. One activist started scribbling on him with a pink marker. 
Chris was also pushed in this first encounter. The second attack is apparently the more aggressive one. Billboard Chris's friend, Dan Dix, who operates uh, what he calls Press for Truth, was interviewing him. Ironically, I guess, about being attacked by the mob just beforehand and the police standing by doing nothing. So these trans activists and one in particular start interrupting and surrounding him, chanting, fuck you. And then one of these trannies starts screaming in Chris's face and there is some light contact. I love this because this this transgender guy is in Chris's face screaming and Chris gently moves his hand like maybe please don't be in my face. That's and it. people are trying to say that is the initial physical aggression. Oh, yeah. When, when just the slightest move of his hand causes this tranny to he, reach he was for his like throat. Just trying to define his personal space. Like yeah. barely. I don't even know if he touched her. Him. Uh, if he did, that could have easily been avoided by this tranny not being in his face screaming. Oh, yeah. So this trans activist lunges for Chris's throat and and. and and rips him down to the ground or at least pulls him aside. And then, and then finally there's police intervention after none for the entire lead up to this. But this is what the scene looked like. You suck. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're not wanted. Fuck you. You're, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I don't know what to say. I guess these police officers are mostly indoctrinated as well. They're afraid of the mob. Fuck you. 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 Fuck you! Fuck you! Dude, just testosterone pulsing through that woman's veins. <laughs> I guess that's the first uh, that that these police on the scene actually intervened, and I would say that this, this trans activist is the primary villain in this case. However, this chick cop makes a fantastic case for herself. Um, So this, there's this female cop who enabled this interaction, uh, this assault. I should be more precise with my words, laughed at it. And, and it appears lied about it afterward. And, and she didn't commit the violence to be clear, but she's using state authority to protect and excuse it. And in ways that might actually be worse. So, Chris and um, and his friend Dan are trying to get police protection and some justice against these attackers. And they're interacting with several officers, primarily this female officer. Uh, and full disclosure, just to understand the upcoming clips, there were many interactions with this officer uh, over uh, an extended period of time. And so I'm not entirely clear that I've edited the clips in chronological order. But in the interaction with this female cop, Uh, She says that there's no evidence for the attack, that Chris may have bloodied his own face, uh, that Chris was instigating with others. And so it was a mutual fight. This was mutual combat. And Chris was um, uh, he was aggressively forcing his views on others, among other preposterous claims. Where's the video? How about you show it to me? Are you going to do something about it if I do? Uh, if I actually see an assault and not a claim of an assault. No, how do you think that happened, ma'am? You think he did it to himself or something? Uh, people can 
do these things to hurt themselves on purpose. To... <laughs> you don't honestly We've think that this man just here thinking I scratched myself on purpose. purpose. This is hilarious. You don't honestly I'm asking, think that. I'm asking to see the video. You provided me uh, no evidence. Excuse me, did you just say he came it. here to incite violence by yeah. forcing his opinion on people? Yeah. Yes. You think he came here to incite violence because they got offended by his sign? When you what talk is to wrong someone with you? and scream at someone and He put didn't your scream face... at all. Yes, he, he didn't did. they put their face in his face. What yes. is wrong with okay. you? People shouldn't be allowed to assault people without consequence, I, I agree, you know? Chris, but the thing is, right, um, when we get into people's faces mm -hmm. and they get into our faces, it doesn't really matter who does the first push. It's considered a consensual fight, and maybe that's something you should. I didn't. Hear. No, no. You. That's. I didn't get into people's faces. I was Chris, here for. I saw you you get weren't very close to people. You weren't here. Now you're trying to insinuate that that was a mutual thing. Like my gosh, mutual thing. I'd walked away from the crowd three times. They kept following me. Then they surrounded me from all sides, okay. started yelling in my ear from inches away, and I get punched in the face. You're telling me that's a mutual engagement? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, she does look like fat Lauren Southern. That was my initial reaction. I thought, uh, I don't want to smear Lauren Southern in that way. No, Lauren but... Southern's really hot, but this chick looks like fat Lauren Southern. <laughs> it's not trying at all. Fully know? indoctrinated Lauren Southern, yeah. Alternative this reality, is, oh Lauren Southern. Fine. This is what everybody wanted. Women in positions of power. We need more of this. More of this. <laughs> this is going to help uh, the indictment as well to move society along in the direction it needs to go. Where's now, the Xi-Putin alliance when you need it? Like, well, that's the other putting thing. putting up with this shit in, the, in their country. I probably should have prioritized more time for that. Apparently, all the world's powers are allying to move against the dollar now, too, while we are uh, concerning ourselves with these uh, events. So, BGAF. Yeah. I don't care anymore. You have that Fine, to whatever. look forward to. The now. important thing is that the world doesn't follow us with this tranny women in positions of power <laughs> stuff. Like, I can I don't deal with care. I can deal with the communism just for the love of God, not the tranny stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, now, to return to the point, let me explain why what this cop is saying about needing the evidence is so bad, because maybe you think, well, OK, what's wrong with that? If you make a claim to police, you should have to provide the evidence. That's not why it's bad. It's bad because unless I'm misunderstanding here, it appears this cop is outright lying. She watched the tranny throat grab or yeah. perhaps I'm confused about the sequence of events. Maybe that was maybe she denied seeing it before the tranny throat grab. I, It's so brazen that I'm leaving the possibility that I'm misunderstanding open because if this is what it appears to be, she's denying having seen this while watching it happen and not just watching it happen. But as you can see in several screenshots that are, Probably too small for you to see on this screen, but I've I've got a better one for you. She is basically a meme. She is watching gleefully, laughing, eagerly hoping that this assault continues. And ju again, just in case you think that is a unfairly selected moment with that screenshot, there are several available of her laughing, enjoying the show. Oh, my God. I'm and so then, angry. And then using her position of state authority to tell that man who was just victimized in plain view and on video that actually he initiated and or invited the conflict. And he's the villain, at least partially in this scenario. And because they actually got video and because there was the predictable social media uproar about this. Well, I can't believe it. Vancouver police decided to investigate after the fact they had what appears to be like a few dozen police officers on scene, maybe one dozen minimum, but plenty, a, a plenty significant police presence to get control of the situation and or investigate at the time. 
But after the social media pressure, now they've launched an investigation. They announced this yesterday. They believe that there are witnesses who haven't spoken to investigators yet. Funny, you probably could have spoken to those witnesses on the scene. They won't identify the two people they're looking for. One is the transgender, fuck you, you suck, fuck you guy who actually did the throat grab. And the other is a guy in a camo jacket. I'm not sure what he did. At least I haven't seen the video of it. Uh, But police say they won't identify who they are because they haven't yet been charged with a crime. I'm not sure that police even know who they are at this point. Perhaps they do, and they're just not identifying them. Um, and, and no official comments as far as I've seen uh, on what, if any internal discipline might apply to this chick cop oh, who nothing's going to happen to her, let it all happen, denied what she saw, blamed the victim also apparently did not gather the information necessary to prosecute the crime. And you noticed this before I even wanted to talk about it, but oh, you everybody are the, noticed this. You are the physiognomy expert. Is there yeah. something to this? Because in addition to being obese Lauren Southern, she also looks like that chick cop who got plowed by the entire police force in Tennessee. Okay, I've been thinking about this today. You know how um, these tranny men have like autogynephilia? Yeah. We're being dressed, if you're unfamiliar with the term audience, we're being dressed like a woman gives them a boner. So really they're just jerking off to the, their own image of them dressed as a woman. I think what we have here is like, the opposite of that, but it's like terrorist female police officer penis envy, <laughs> right? Okay. And so they and get off she, on the like, authority is another way to say they that. get off on the authority. But the way that that manifests is them like banging all of their colleagues. Hmm. What do you think? I, her... I, can't, I haven't quite hammered it out, but I think that something's there's something there. They definitely look similar. Uh, especially it's that in these... weak chin and fupa like well, a tiny woman like with a, a fupa they got really round faces and pointy chins Weak chins yeah it's kind of like a teardrop facial yeah. shape yeah. like a, an upside down teardrop you know what i'm saying yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah maybe there's something to it well um there's another reminder out of canada of of what these people are all fighting for and that's trans dignity and the dignity of women, too. So in Alberta, a male powerlifting coach self-identifying as a woman shockingly broke the Alberta women's bench press record, which, uh, yes, that record was previously held by a tranny, also a man. Oh, wow. Except this time the record was set in protest. Ari Silverberg decided to identify as a female lifter in protest of the new gender identification policy in the Canadian Canadian powerlifting union under this policy, any male can participate in women's competition on the basis of self-identified gender alone. So you don't have to do the surgery. You don't even have to do the hormones as this guy shows. You don't even have to shave your beard. You can just show up as a jacked bearded guy to the women's competition and dominate. And that's exactly what he did. And not only is the ease with which he set this record hilarious, but even better, he did it with the prior record holding tranny watching him do it. There's your chick record. That was it. (laughs) Previous record holder right there. And this previous previous record holder's name is now uh, Anne Andres. Uh, Anne Andres is clearly just a fat guy 
who is who was the previous. I don't know if it was all of Canada or just Alberta record holder for women's bench press in this particular. What was that? Do you know? I don't know what the weight was. It probably says in the story. Uh, bench press record for the oh, 84 plus kilograms category. So that would be his weight. How much did he lift? I don't, I don't know. know. Let I us could, know live chat. I could I probably just, find it in the article here during. I'm the, not. It's not super break. important. I'm just curious. Yeah. Because for a woman, that seems like a lot of weight. But like for a man, it didn't really seem like it was. He seemed like he did that with relative ease. It didn't look like he needed those spotters. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are past the top of the hour, so we should get uh, to the chatters. Unless you have more to say about this event in Canada. More women in positions of power. I, I'm totally changing my mind. I think we need more women in politics. Wow, you've come around. How, how progressive more female of engineers building bridges that we all travel over every day. We need more catastrophes that put it in everybody's face that women should not be in charge. All right, fair enough. Shut up! And that's how... Silly woman! Exactly. And that's how men are going to have to take it back. Only by necessity. Well, that is the thing about this exchange with Billboard Chris, too. You're telling me that I can't just be a mild-mannered, normal guy with a standard opinion from at least a decade ago and express that publicly without being assaulted by a tranny and having a chick cop laugh at me. Again, we talked about what happens when you remove all civil methods for conflict resolution. What choice yeah. do you have? Yeah. I mean, the fact that, first of all, he was attacked. and Morally speaking, I don't know what Canadian law says about it, but morally speaking... I would not have a problem if he beat that guy's ass right there on the spot. Um, this is why but, I I feel for men these days, because if you feel like society is emasculating you and women are, are out to get you, why would you not just like nail your way through a sea of whores? Like, why wouldn't you do that? And, and what happens when you tell men like that, that they have no recourse from the legal system? What, yeah. What am I supposed to do? It, am I supposed to submit to this or am I supposed to fight my way out? There because is those no way are the to fight only, your way out. Yeah. Those are the only choices I have. Submit or fight. You're telling me that I can't use a civil legal method to resolve it because and you yeah, laugh at And me. when the rule of law fails, um, these women are going to start getting moldy lost like real fast. We have some and, of that later on. The, the, yeah, the nut punch, yeah. at, the alleged nut punch by TSA. Yeah. He, Nathan Domingo was really ahead of his time. <laughs> that guy. You know, he he did not miss. I'll never forget watching that. He that's maybe the squarest punch I've ever seen in my life. How many times have you seen that clip? Like, it, be honest, at least 20. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just remember that one day seeing it for the first time, just watching it just over. People don't remember over. 2017 moldy locks punched in the face. Just go Google that and find it. It'll it'll brighten yeah. your day. It was so funny. All right. Um, let's get to our chatters um, sure. over on Rumble. Just a few. Uh, Yakko 1977 says blonde. I appreciate the interview you did with the fallen state. Their forgiveness message toward the end is something I should consider to find some closure. The whole interview was very insightful, man. You are on the interview tour lately. I didn't even know about this one. What was this? Thank one you about? so much. Yeah. I thought that the interview was a disaster, like an unmitigated disaster. For those of you that don't know, I was on Jesse Lee Peterson's show, the fallen state. Oh, that's the same week. thing. I didn't know that yeah. was the same thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and it turned it like he had so many questions about like my upbringing and my mom, who I knew was watching the show. I was like, I how do I get out of this? At one point, I said, I'm just looking for the door. And then I was I was like sweating. It smelled really bad after the interview. It was just terrible. <laughs> the hot seat. It was a whole thing. He asked me all sorts of questions about Jews. It was 
a nightmare. Wow. <laughs> aggressive. Okay. I really like him. That was a lot of fun. If you want to check it out, that's on his channel, the fallen state. Uh, we are the show just uh, he offered a link to the stream. Thank you for promoting the stream. Appreciate that. Also says hope blonde got to see the video, pushed <laughs> it hard. Yeah. And now I keep getting the uh, spoon day of visibility. Got more ideas. So followers welcome. Love you guys. Uh, he's referring to his uh, music video where I mentioned he put actual melons. He, he's like a, he's a trans rapper. We are the show. He did a trans oh, right, transgender right, right, right. rap music video in which he put actual melons into a bra and wore it. <laughs> Uh, thank you for supporting the show, man. Amazing Llama says, what are your thoughts on Kurt Cobain? I don't know much about him other than he um, he is of Nirvana fame and he had a brutal end with a shotgun. That is the extent of my knowledge of Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain was the original skirt wearing, controlled by a woman, faggot beta male, whining about his childhood. Um, heroin addict Ooh, i'm so sad too much heroin man and his music sucks nirvana sucks fight me i don't care wow tell us how you really feel <laughs> okay we're good on rumble zors says thanks for the montana trip advice last week cribbles you're a real g my n-word also no insightful commentary today i'm too focused on clown wars episode two attack mm. of the troons i will however take my <laughs> turn on the tradition in the next chat roses are red violets are blue matt and i once made love you could say I pushed in his poo. Oh. You suck. Fuck you. Thank you for and that. With that poem. faggotry aside, I'll leave you guys with a question. If you had to choose a king to rule the U.S., who would it be and why? Any mm. king? I assume this has to be a real person. Yeah. Well, if I was going to pick a king, it's got to be you have to be you have to have all of the qualities. You have to be philosophically sound. You have to be intelligent and you have to be of physical strength. And that's an extremely rare person. Philosophically, I would want someone of the Ron Paul, Rand Paul variety, but you got to be like, you got to be like of the rocks physique on top of that. You got to be like, what what I need call Drogo, who is also a philosopher King. Who is that guy? I don't care that much about that. What if we gave Roosh V a ton of steroids? Uh, I don't know Roosh well enough to, to judge. I don't. I don't know his philosophy well enough. Why what does he need the steroids? Just, just to be physically tough. No, to achieve your level of rock-like physique. Mm. The Rock is clearly on steroids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's probably an unfair comparison because maybe he is not exactly uh, natural. And let me be clear about the reason I say that uh, to combat the inevitable accusations of uh, some sort of gay motivation, which wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Uh, The reason I say that is because not just is it important to be physically strong and healthy for your own sake, but because I want proper ideals and standards set for the country. And so far as this is a leader of our country and a role model that all of us are supposed to look up to, you you can't just be a a fat, pathetic slob. You have to be of, of physical health and physical strength also for your outward projection to everybody outside of our kingdom. So that's why I say it's important. You really have to, for me to accept someone as a monarch, I want you to be a master of everything masculine. And that's part of that. Rolo Tomasi. What the hell is that? Who's that? He, he's uh, the author of the rational male. Cause what we really need sorted out is the gender stuff. So let's get some MRA in there. Another reason we need a strong man. Yeah. Got a lot of chicks to beat. 
so many chicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I stand by my king, right. king of the country. I, I so I me. want call Paul. Call Paul. That's what I want. Is <laughs> he right. real? No. Paul Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. America has bought the damaging right-left fallacy that posits communism and fascism are opposites. They're really just ugly cousins. Both are antithetical to liberty. God bless. You're going to let him smear fascism like that? Well, I don't really think that that's true. Hmm. Because I think that uh, people are enslaved People are never truly free, especially in a secular society, because they're slaves to their to their vices. Mm -hmm. um, they're slaves to their ambitions. They're slaves to money. What capitalism really wants is for you to be a slave to the economy. That's slavery, too. And I think that within the right fascist society, there may be more legitimate freedoms. Uh, I, I I wouldn't agree with that. Do but I, I have to call it fascism? <laughs> Can I call it something else? Uh, I think what they share is a belief that that human rights can be violated or controlled in pursuit of a greater or common good. And that is the fundamental premise I reject about both because there is no greater good than the recognition of and respect of those natural rights that those, that those humans uh, enjoy. Okay, but um, I, I reject that capitalism is is actually giving us greater freedoms. It's giving giving us greater freedoms to pursue our hedonistic desires. Well, it's and it's, our vices, but is it is it getting us any closer to God? No. But that that latter part is the key because, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. it is a system that is based on the the morally true premises that you are the owner of your own labor, uh, that that your property can only be taken from you through the free exchange of others. But there are moral questions that capitalism and absolute freedom does not answer in the same way that absolute freedom is of no inherent value without some sort of moral structure to guide it, as in the God concept or the concept of faith. Um, capitalism without any sort of moral restriction also has its flaws. To put it in simpler terms, there are things you wouldn't do for money. Why? In general, you think it's bad to sell your body as a prostitute a pure capitalistic attitude toward that might say there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's all your property. You are exchanging your property for other property in the form of money. Who cares? Well, the reason it's wrong is because it's a violation of, of your purpose as a human being. It's, it's, um, it's not pursuing those higher values that you're talking about of say building family, setting up a future for yourself. Um, that's why. So even though capitalism might fail to explain that, I don't, I think capitalism is a recognition of base level moral truths, but I don't think it is itself sufficient to achieve all morality, if that makes sense. No, I, I agree. But I think that the real problem is a marketing and branding problem with ah. fascism. That's really what this is. We yeah. need a, a oh, rebranding. I think you're going to say about like the economy. You're talking about the politics of fascism have been unfairly, unfairly yeah. branded. Yeah. We need to put a, a hot face on it. Okay. And get away from all this Hitler stuff. Well, get away from some of the Hitler stuff. Who's the hot new fascist? Who's your... I don't know. Oh. I don't know. We're, we're going to have to. Well, talk to Bud Light. They seem to be giving endorsements to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Try um, it out. I bought PN. No, no, thank you. Jeff Slope, thank you for all the great content and have a lovely Easter. You too as well. I, I am finally... not going to be niggardly.
start to eat sweets again soon. Um, Long Don John, remember guys saying that the Nashville shooter is at all mentally ill against YouTube TOS as Tim Pool found out the hard is way. Is that true? Did they punish him for that? I uh, apparently I uh, don't want to me. get. I didn't hear that. The stream kneeled on, you know, kneeled on. I like that. Um, let's just do a few more. JRC one. Our country, as well as, as well as the world, has really been exposed. Political views is the phrase that so many people have used in their life. Political views are really life views. That's true. Breitbart famously said politics are downstream from culture. It's the same way with morality and your worldview. They're so inextricably linked that I don't know how anybody well, could yeah, not you- think that your political views don't represent who you are more broadly. Yeah, your politics have to be based on something. What mm-hmm. are they based on? I yeah. don't understand people who think that they just come out of thin air. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Anyway, uh, we are all set to return then. Uh, oh, oh, over on uh, Rumble, Addicted to Drums. Uh, thank you for supporting the show as well. Uh, we will come back to the rest of your chats at the end of the stream. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's see. What do we got next? I, I completely forgot. So let me find my place. Uh, that was the the man who was... Let's see. Stare. The man who was the former weightlifting... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the the weightlifting record holder, gun control hysteria. That's what we're on to. Because beyond the the tranny protectionism, the other narrative of the week is that the Nashville shooting uh, has nothing to do with the the mentally ill shooter. If I'm able to say that, I don't want to mm-hmm. offend Neil's sensibilities, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna speculate that she had some problems. And it has everything, in fact, to do with the guns. Well, the good news is, at least for now, there's little chance of any new gun control nonsense getting through the Republican House or breaking a filibuster in the Senate. Uh, and Biden has himself said that he's exhausted all his executive order options. Even the one, the ones he has put forth are overreaches that will likely fail in court challenge. So this isn't stuff that's likely to happen, but it just gives you an idea of the attitude or the attitudes that are being presented. Um, and I'll emphasize, just make no mistake of, of how crazy these people are if they have their way unrestricted. Joe Biden is, of course, pushing his assault weapons ban uh, again. And that is usually understood to mean... Uh, a ban on the manufacture or the sale or the transfer of new ones. That's not understood to mean that Beto is coming to your house to take yours. At least that's what they love to say. Nobody's taking your guns, bro. What are you talking about? Nobody's taking your guns. Well, ask this week if the president supports confiscation of guns that you already own. Corrine Jean-Pierre just dodged the question, implying that the White House will not, in fact, rule out such a thing. Does the president support not just banning the sale and manufacture of semi-automatic weapons, but further than that, confiscation? Let me just be very clear. What we're talking about, AR-15s, these assault weapons ban, they are weapons of war, and they should not be on the streets. They should not be in schools. They should not be in grocery stores. They should not be in, in churches. That's what the president believes. Now, perhaps I'm overanalyzing, but, but note the question there. It wasn't confiscate, quote-unquote, assault weapons. It was confiscate semi-automatic weapons. So really just everything. Most modern handguns, most modern rifles. At least Joe uh, has endorsed pump action shotguns, of course. You can or or maybe a double barrel shotgun. You can shoot those off your porch still. But if you want a semi-auto, those may in fact be confiscated if they had their way. Um, So the gay war shotguns only. That's what it'll be. Close quarters only unless you want to use. I don't know. Maybe you can put some slugs in there. This weapons of war thing is so retarded because when you get down to it, um, anything is a weapon of war. If somebody was able to cross over into your trench 
anything around you, you can kill them with. Yeah. You know, you're stabbing them. People Your are hands are people weapons of fire. war. Your hands are weapons. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. so stupid. It's such a stupid argument. And what war? You know, yeah, I mean, really. a lot of World War II weaponry is considered dated, I suppose, but uh, they were shooting uh, much larger projectiles in the context of most World War II guns. Not that I want to get shot by any of them, but uh, taking a shot from an, M- uh, an M1, for example, would uh, not be pleasant. So choose your weapons of war wisely. If you, Just getting rid of the modern ones does not necessarily mitigate the damage. Mm. Now, there was this exchange uh, in the Capitol. I have heard plenty from Maxine Waters. I've heard plenty from Sheila Jackson Lee. Jamal Bowman, I've heard less from. But based on what I've seen, he might be the single lowest IQ congressman. He was just standing in the halls of Congress, shouting at the moon on Wednesday, uh, saying that everyone who disagrees with him, uh, that, that we have to ban uh, and take all guns, that you guys are all cowards. You're all gutless. He's just yelling at, at people walking by. And Thomas Massey of Kentucky made the mistake of even trying to engage with this lunatic. And Bowman starts screaming at him and physically obstructing him. What the hell will you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that all the way up until election day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're what not here. You're talking about? I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been a school, school, school that allows teachers to carry. Carry guns? Would you, would you, would you more guns lead to more death. More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look at the data. More guns lead to more deaths. Guns. States that have open carry laws have more death. States that have open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what caused their children to die. I've got a bill to repeal. I worked in the school for 20 years. You're just screaming. I was a teacher. I was screaming before you came and interrupted me. (laughs) Okay, whatever. What does this brother think about black abortion? Uh, I guarantee in favor. I guarantee it. He looked at the data. That is data scientist Jamal Bowman. Uh, of course, the headline God, is lawmakers get into shouting match outside house floor over gun control. That's not at all what happened. That's, <laughs> no, uh, no uh, the better headline is one moronic congressman rages at another who stays calm despite the tirade. Um, and to this claim that more guns equals more deaths, I assume uh, Bowman will be shouting at Capitol Police. Hey, hey, guys, don't you know that that your guns mean more death? You should disarm immediately. As far as the data claim. The only way these people actually make that claim remotely true is by lumping in suicides and not just uh, an incidental amount of suicides. The figures they're talking about are usually about two thirds suicides. Um, and, and that, of course, is not to diminish or disregard suicide as a problem, but to claim that their gun control ideas correspond with reduced murder is laughable. See Chicago, see Baltimore, see Washington, D.C. <clears throat> Thomas Massey's claim about a school shooting uh, no, no school shooting happening at a school that allows teachers to carry. I was not able to look into this extremely thoroughly today, but I, I'm not aware of an example. I think he's actually correct in that point. Uh, I invite someone providing an example of a school shooting where teachers were carrying, um, but I'm not aware of one. And 
the other part of Bowman's argument was, oh, I'm an educator. Who are you, Thomas Massey, you MIT graduate? I'm an educator. Don't you know? I have 20 years of education experience. Uh, Our friend, uh, our friend Justin over at Phoenix Ammunition, I saw him uh, posting this tweet thread and it's, it is uh, important Uh, because uh, his, his, his qualifications as an educator ought to be questioned. Uh, Jamal Bowman founded a school in 2009. This is the Cornerstone Academy for Social Action. A public school in the Bronx. And the proficiency scores from Jamal Bowman's Cornerstone Academy for social action. They were great, right? Oh, he, yeah, fantastic. There was never a shooting and everyone was, uh, everyone went to the Ivy League. Do you know the numbers? Have you looked at them yet? Uh, I assume they're terrible. Let me, okay, if you haven't seen them, don't look in the notes. What do you think the proficiency for math was? Percent of students testing proficient for math. Okay, well, I recently read an article about a Baltimore school district where 15% of kids Hmm. were proficient in math and science and also maybe English. So let's say that the Bronx, it's probably a little better than that, than Baltimore. I'm going to go with 20. Oh, it's 30%. Okay, so I jumped the gun a little bit. How about reading? Uh, It's got to be lower than that. 15%. Higher but not 25. twice as yeah right right about there not twice as good 27 percent. that um, is terrible so another word uh, another way of phrasing this is 73 percent of his students can't read at least proficiently and this guy's oh. going to lecture us about how to manage schools effectively um and of course in response to this uh terrible performance jamal bowman uh apparently uh, has become an advocate against standardized testing because the no, tests are racist. No shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, for his part, Thomas Massey just skipped town and headed home to Kentucky for the weekend, dressed appropriately in a Clown World shirt, which I appreciate very much. There was also um, a mini uh, insurrection, people were saying, uh, at the state capitol in Nashville. Gun control activists flooded the building and chanted at the legislators in session to do something because if there's no action, there will be no peace. And there was brief um, kind of shoving between the protesters and some police officers who were trying to make way for lawmakers. uh, Another lawmaker participated in the chanting with a bullhorn on the legislative floor. The reason I bring this up, not that the protest activity isn't um, itself uh, worthy of discussion, but there's a particular moment that I want to highlight. Uh, look, uh, just check out the activists in this final clip. They were holding up seven fingers because there were seven <gasps> victims in the shooting. The three children, of course, the three adults the who tranny. worked at the school. And the seventh, Audrey Hale, the transgender murderer, is also apparently a victim. defended brent and tarrant nobody thought it was cool (laughs) some might say both are ill-advised 
That's outrageous. So there were no arrests. Uh, they're saying no property damage at this particular protest. It looks like <laughs> a bunch of, um, you know, March for Our Lives style teens, basically, yeah. is who this was. Um, so, uh, and it doesn't sound like they're, they're having any effect on some sort of... Uh, any kind of legislation in Tennessee, but there have been several of these capital protests um, in the last few days in, in several different state capitals. And uh, in, in Kentucky, 19 protesters actually were arrested and cited with trespassing on Wednesday. And this was protesting not in favor of gun control, but protesting against a bill to ban transgender procedures for minors. The reason I bring this one up is because it looks like they have their own uh, tranny shaman. This is like, mirror image QAnon shaman guy. His name is Ken Tagius. He is, he says he's a gender queer clown nun. Contagious. Is that what it is? Contagious. Thank you for correcting me. It's contagious. Just so people understand. Yeah. Okay. Correct. You, you cracked the code just so people understand. I'm only slightly retarded because it's two words. It is. You know, like, like a drag name. Okay, right. Okay, so Kentagious. Ah. Thank you for clarifying. Because then I, yeah. Thank no, you for I don't me think you're it. dumb. I think this is dumb. It's not exactly obvious. Kentagious. Thank you. Uh, Kentagious is a gender queer clown nun. I've heard about this guy. And oh gosh, where did I hear about this guy? I don't know. He, but he, he, <laughs> he, I don't, I actually don't want to fight this guy in the gay war. He looks kind of formidable. Um, I've heard about these tranny clown nuns before. I got to look. Oh, so that's an organization. Well, tranny shamans opposition to the bill was not enough. Uh, Kentucky lawmakers passed the bill overriding Democrat governor, Andy Bashir's veto. The sisters of perpetual indulgence. We've talked about this. The sisters on the show of before. perpetual indulgence. Yes. When did live chat? Can you let me know in what context we discussed this? before yeah that's it's not i know what it was it was the um the nuclear guy that steals the clothes is one of these oh uh uh, sam brinton yes he's part of this group okay he's part of this group okay i did it okay well uh let's leave enough time for the uh the meme trial conviction uh i i had i followed this i became aware of this earlier in the year I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by a conviction given the state of our justice system, but what exactly happened with uh, Douglas Mackey, otherwise known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter? Right. This is from the U.S. Attorney Attorney's Office press release. So Ricky Vaughn, also uh, Douglas Mackey, convicted today by a federal jury in Brooklyn on the charge of conspiracy against rights stemming from a scheme to deprive individuals of their constitutional right to vote. The verdict followed a one-week trial when sentenced Mackey faces a maximum of 10 years in prison. So what he did, for people that are not familiar, um, in 2016, he schemed with some other Twitter users uh, to, like, what what kind of more realistic trolling could they do? Um, you'd have to be some kind of fucking retard to think you could vote through text. So obviously, this is, this is absolutely outrageous that they're doing this um, to him. But what they did was... They created this like Clinton vote via text message or social media. Um, and it said, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925 and vote for Hillary and be a part of history. Um, and then it had some some fine print that did not exonerate them. 
So they said 4,900 unique telephone numbers texted this, but then they didn't bring in any witnesses, which suggests to me that no one actually voted for this for real. Yeah, nobody texted the number and then did not vote thinking that they had voted, at least that they could find. It was 4,900 people that texted the telephone number, but like, I'm sure they were all just Ricky Vaughn, you know, subs. Yeah, maybe. And if you have, because if you have the, the, the number of people who texted, presumably you have the numbers, presumably you can track those people down and ask and if they actually if they voted. were right. victimized. Yeah. So they called no witnesses. So I assume that actually zero people were victimized by this. Um, nonetheless, it is very obvious that this was a meme. Who thinks they can vote without showing any ID through text? The whole thing is preposterous. The best I can say And somebody say else for- did this. Well, yeah, the, the, we have the uh, exa- you'll be shocked to learn that there are examples of uh, other people doing this in 2016 that are not prosecuted. That is, what, what uh, is, this is a comedian, Christina Wong, who made a video of herself in a MAGA hat with Trump yard signs saying, hey, skip the poll lines uh, for Election Day 2016 tomorrow and text it in your vote instead. Or you can vote tomorrow on Super Wednesday. And that was not prosecuted by the Justice Department. The best I can say for. Not the not the specific prosecution in this case, but some sort of like misrepresentation angle. If you wanted to go after this, there's use of, say, Hillary campaign imagery. One example has um, a powered by Microsoft sort of implied corporate sponsorship. Maybe there'd be some sort of misrepresentation if the Hillary campaign or if Microsoft wanted to go after uh, him for this. But that's not what's happening here. The, The legal theory in this case is that by posting these, Douglas Mackey um, violated a Reconstruction era federal law that was written to stop people from physically obstructing people from going to the polls. So think post-Civil War, actual KKK guys standing there with hoods, blocking black people from voting physically. That is generally the origin and intent of this law. The language is to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution, namely the right to vote. That language has to apply here. Injure, oppress, threaten, intimidate. Note note what's absent there. Deceive. I know trick isn't very uh, legalese language, but what we're talking about here is is, is a, a... form of deception if you even want to call it that that is not covered by the statute we really have a stretching of the intent of the law to achieve this indeed this is the first time that something like this has ever been prosecuted under this legal theory oh yeah and and then you have the u.s attorney's office for the eastern district of new york the prosecutors who secured this conviction and as part of their statement listen to this quote today's verdict proves that the defendant the defendant's fraudulent actions crossed a line into criminality and flatly rejects his cynical attempt to use the constitutional right of free speech as a shield in his scheme to subvert the ballot box and suppress the vote. Now, that's what it is. When, when the First Amendment is is no longer a principle and it is instead a shield, a cynical shield, because you're right, it, it, it is literally a shield to protect you from government overreach. They're saying, well, that's a cynical shield. Okay. Um, so what? That's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the when the First Amendment is no longer a principle, it's this it's this cynical, illegitimate shield that you use, uh, and they aren't even hiding that perspective in this in this statement. They're actively celebrating it. Uh, 
the Constitution is uh, is over, and I would say that that's Big Bird time. But um, there are admittedly all sorts of First Amendment exceptions. I, I just need someone who believes this is a correct conviction to clarify to me what First Amendment exception applies here, because it's clearly not incitement. Right. It's clearly not defamation. Maybe there's some kind of fraud angle, but that's not the way this was prosecuted. Fraud as in I'm representing myself as the Hillary campaign or as Microsoft and I'm not them. But that's not why this was prosecuted. Um, obscenity? Clearly not. <coughs> Threats? Obscene. Clearly not. There is no election disinformation exception to the First Amendment that has been made up in this in this uh, particular case. And so now Mackie faces 10 years in prison. That would be a maximum sentence. Does he have a clean criminal record? I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. So it's unlikely that he gets a decade, but possible. And now his lawyers are saying that he's going to appeal. Yeah. His lawyer said we're optimistic about our chances on appeal. Um, I hope so. I mean, but but how far could this go? Well, that, I, I wonder if this appeal has a chance to reach the Supreme Court insofar as this is something of an unadjudicated area of the First Amendment. Um, it truly is. I mean, can you think of any previous cases that are even even sim- similar to this? The there's nothing. I, there's This is a first of its kind type of prosecution. It is. And the question here is, do you have a right to, quote unquote, elect, you, do you have a First Amendment right to, quote unquote, election disinformation or not? And sort of a tangential related question, what actually qualifies as the suppression of someone else's vote? That is to mm-hmm. say, I'm not standing in front of you obstructing your access to the polls. Right. The, the argument here is that I've told you something, in this mm-hmm. case, deceptively, that convinced you not to do it. But mm-hmm. from a legal perspective and a philosophical one even, what would be the distinction um, between Doing it deceptively, and again, I think it's a stretch to say that Mackey even did that in this case, but what, what's the what's the legal distinction in terms of violating your rights between me deceiving you with false election information or me just telling you don't vote? Exactly. Have I suppressed your, your vote by telling you don't vote? This is really legally murky area uh, murky territory that i think the supreme court would probably be wise to address um otherwise if they don't this conviction will stand and there will be a a a new path to go after people for these election disinfo suppression of other people's right to vote angle because we now have uh, a proven method of doing that the other thing i'll say is this this election disinfo stuff i don't think they're going to give up on that i was talking about the restrict act in the last video i posted which is one of the the tiktok bans they're considering and again, that's one of the bases on which they're trying to empower the Secretary of Commerce to go after U.S. citizens. Have you participated in election disinformation? Now, maybe we could all say you shouldn't, even you shouldn't have the right to post like false voting info as in how to vote. <laughs> but but election disinformation goes so far beyond that. We've seen that if you say if you have a certain perspective on a certain issue that could be considered election disinformation, we're. We're in really treacherous uh, First Amendment territory here, that I, and I, I hope it oh, gets yeah. some resolution. Um, I'm sure there won't be. <sighs> this election disinfo thing is uh, is is a, a dangerous trajectory. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, and and do we know when his sentencing is? Does he have a date? Uh, or is that August. August. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so we'll find out then. 
I don't know if Mackie or his lawyers are speaking to media, but I'd like to to hear more from them. But uh, yeah, really unfortunate case and a, and a, a bad prospect for First Amendment integrity, I would say. Anything else you have to say uh, about that case? I suppose not. We'll see how it plays out in August. Well, uh, then it's hoax hate time. Hold on. Let me find. Oh, there we go. Find my place. Sorry (laughs) about that. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit. It's backwards. You think they'll notice? Last weekend, a transgender woman, as in a dude wearing a dress, claimed he was punched in the nuts by TSA or ATSA agent at JFK Airport in New York. According to the Daily Mail's phrasing here in the first paragraph, she claimed an agent punched her in the testicles and (laughs) yelled at me for having a penis. So um, maybe this was... uh, Another fraud situation. TSA agent expecting to cop a feel and found a penis instead and things worsened from there. I, I don't know about you. Though, for that. I've mentioned this before, except for the last time I flew, which was in January. Prior to that, like the last five, I was pulled aside for a TSA fondling and I thought I was on some kind of list. So you, were. you had the fondling list. I have uh, I've had the fondling. I've never been punched uh, punched in the nuts by a TSA agent, but I have had, I have had hands in that, in that region. I like his tweet that says my nuts hurt so bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's not even us characterizing it this way. It's just, yeah. I haven't stopped crying since an hour ago. My balls hurt so bad. This was posted last (laughs) weekend. You're not even trying to be a chick. (laughs) So this tranny uh, says uh, he or she, whatever this tranny says he gets punched in the nuts. (laughs) And then he goes to the bathroom to take a selfie and he's sobbing in this selfie about getting punched in the nuts, complaining that his balls hurt so bad. And yes, to clarify, this is the women's bathroom at JFK airport. So a guy got uh, a guy got punched in the nuts, went into the women's bathroom to comfort his testicles. That's the scenario. And then the tranny says that the, the female TSA agent. So if I'm understanding correctly, it was a female TSA agent who punched him in the nuts. The female TSA agent followed him into the bathroom and discussed this nut punch with a coworker while the tranny cried in the stall. That is the claim. And the tranny says, uh, she doesn't just want the TSA. She, he, uh, good God. The tranny says he doesn't just want the TSA agent fired. He wants that agent educated and the entirety of TSA abolished. Well, if this is what gets TSA to finally come to an end, I'm all for it. Wouldn't that be a twist? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, JFK Airport said it it was investigating the incident, but there's no news that I've seen about this event since last weekend. I would say because it didn't happen. Or if this did happen, which I don't think it did, but if it did, my guess is that this person was assigned wrongfully a female TSA agent for a pat down. And the TSA agent got a little more than she uh, expected. And maybe was by the balls was a little surprised. And that surprised reaction was somehow exaggerated into this. Do you think there's any other? I mean, trannies need to stop shocking people with their balls. There needs to be some rule against a surprised presentation of D and B's. Yeah. It's got to be chopped. Okay. 
that's, Even in this, that's the social couldn't contract. Couldn't you be like, I have a dick, you have to have a man pat me down? I assume he opted not to do that. I assume, you know, in a way, no, I don't know. This is stupid because I'm used to being sexually assaulted by TSA effectively, but in a weird way, is this kind of a reciprocated sexual assault against TSA? If you tell TSA that you're a chick and then they inadvertently grab your nuts, not expecting it, is that in some way an assault against them? And, you know, I bet this was accidental because we were talking about this a few months ago when I went through TSA because I was afraid of the radiation when I was pregnant. And so I would always get a pat down. They patted me down one time, this woman, and she swiped like through my badge and butt crack. with Ooh, her hand. She gave you like the credit this. card. She gave me the old credit card. Wow. And I wonder if she was doing that and she just felt balls and she was like, Whoa! yeah, maybe she had a, some kind of. um reflex reaction and she just uppercut right into the nuts who knows you got to tell people you, you do have to I disclose have a very okay? sensitive nut sack yeah that you need to stay away from you you must disclose that the, these are the if we're going to have any sort of peace to be achieved on this disclosure is a minimum requirement I'm with that, you. that's all that happened there uh another story though out of uh out of germany earlier in the month a german court rejected the appeal of a fine against German Green Party politician Menaj Subramaniam. That's a strong German name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Last July, this uh, this man was a local counselor in the German town of Erklens uh, and alleged he was the subject of a sustained harassment campaign by right-wing extremists. He said he received a, a threatening letter with a razor blade in the envelope. He said his white car had its window broken out and it was painted with a giant red swastika. And of course, it was backward and improperly oriented because, of course, even German Nazis don't know how to draw the swastika properly. History is being lost every day, you know, though, um, in fairness to uh, to this particular to to Minaj here, um, he he did. I shouldn't give it away. The the attackers, his his harassers also carved uh, the German SS symbol and another swastika on his door panel uh, at his home. And this time the swastika was correct. So uh, practice makes perfect, I suppose. Uh, German federal police gave him an entire protective detail and an extensive investigation was conducted at considerable taxpayer costs, according to this reporting. And investigation revealed that Subramanium uh, wrote the letter to himself. And mm-hmm. he also drew the SS runes and the swastika on the doorbell panel outside his house. And I don't see in this column confirmation that he also did the backward improper angle swastika. But I, I would assume that is the case given the rest of the events here. And so he resigned. He resigned from his position as a local counselor. He he uh, he faces or faced only a penalty of thirty six hundred a 3,600 euro fine for faking these crimes. He appealed that fine, adding, of course, more taxpayer costs to the process. And he even, he cried in the courtroom, according to this report. He burst into tears. He was handed handkerchiefs by his lawyer, but even the tears were not enough to convince the judge. Uh, his, His fine was upheld. And actually, he's now back in his job as a local counselor. That's what this reporting says. He's back in his job as a local counselor, despite the criminal conviction and fine being upheld by the appellate court. I'm not clear if he just was given that job back 
or if he uh, if he was reelected to this position. But I suppose I shouldn't be surprised if he was, in fact, reelected. He, you know he's the still most a victim. Outrageous somehow. thing about all of these hoax hates are hmm. it, the most upsetting thing is that when I think they're real, it just gives me this glimmer of hope. Just like there, there maybe there maybe there are some real Nazis in Germany that are trying to take care well, of business. And that, that's that's it's the thing. Thwarted, it's thwarted. Yeah, every it, time. If you have to fake the the hate in Germany, uh, man, how far has the hate fallen? I know. Even the German prose- uh, or persecution rather has to be. Has to be faked. Faked. Oh, I feel so empty. So good one, Minaj. Uh, Try harder next time. I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunity. Okay. You ready for the movie? Yeah, whatever. Fine. Okay. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 2006 Christopher Nolan psychological thriller The Prestige, in which one magician kills another's wife so they battle back and forth to become London's superior illusionist in what is something of a lethal game of Victorian jackass. That's how my wife described it. Uh, From movie picker William, Two magicians in Victorian London face off against one another in a dangerously escalating rivalry. This movie, despite its dark and desperate thematic elements, also captures quite well the exuberantly Faustian spirit of that age. Superb performances from Michael Caine and David Bowie in supporting roles don't hurt either. As always, your review and your rating, and I rarely offer a prediction, but I... I'm going to guess that you loved or hated this movie. I don't know which. Oh, I, I hated it. Really? Okay. I didn't give it a one. Okay. So this movie, it kept reminding me of Interstellar because they kept stopping the plot to explain stuff to the audience, which I fucking hate. Hmm. And I was like, God, this movie's reminding me of Interstellar. What hack made this movie? And I was like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan who also made Interstellar. That's right. I forgot I liked that one though. Ugh. There was just this like scene of explanation at the end where it's like, well, actually what was happening here was that they were twins and then they cut off with their fingers. And then what was happening here is that they actually drowned all of these Algiers. What was his name? Angiers. Yeah. They're like a million drowned Angiers. And that's what the top hats were. It's like a good director is supposed to show you so that you can understand and they don't have to have this, this dialogue at the end where they're like, well, this was this and this was this. And the audience is filled with fucking retards and we can't figure it out because I'm a shitty director. Um, I just hated it. And I don't know. It seems like Interstellar, which is this is the criticism I gave Interstellar to. This seems like a movie that dumb people say that they like so that they can sound like they're smart. Jeez. Like Interstellar. All right. Um, I didn't care about any of the characters. I hated the ending. Scarlett Johansson was like pretty hot in it, though. So I gave it a two. A two for Scarlet, you say? I don't know. I kind of gave it away. I, I said I liked Interstellar, though. I, I didn't hate this movie, but I liked Interstellar better. Ugh, that movie um, was trash, too. And, and there are plenty. I liked a lot of big themes in this movie. I actually, I grant your point about, I mean, uh, I'm someone who likes to have the story explained to me a little bit more because I Ugh, want to have a story. You're good, the worst. I want a good story told to me. I don't want to have to invent it myself. So I actually kind of the movie intrigued me more toward the end than it did at the start. 
And I thought the twist at the end, the prestige was satisfying. I thought it kind of came together in an interesting way. Um, and that the, the movie's theme of a magic trick needing a, needing a proper prestige was sort of tied up with the movie's own prestige and bringing the, uh-huh. the trick into understanding. Um, but the big themes, the, the, the theme of, of Michael Caine describing a magic trick to making something dis- disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back. I thought that this, this was an interesting theme just about life in general, that these 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 two are constantly trying to tear each other down, trying to destroy the other. But even in life, that's not enough. It's not enough to go after people trying to wreck them. You have to build something of your own for your own prosperity. Otherwise, it's nothing but an endless cycle of destruction. And you'll have nothing to show for yourself at the end. And in the end, both of these guys lost. They lost out on families. They lost out on careers. They had nothing to show for it but this you know, a little bit of, of magic fame for a little while, but this, this cycle of vengeance. And that was the other theme I appreciated too, that this, a cycle of vengeance is, is almost always self-defeating. And I know that it can be unsatisfying to sacrifice, um, the pursuit of what is, what is believed to be a perfect or an ultimate justice that you always have to score the final jab, but when you devote your your life to destroying someone else, you you do inevitably destroy your own. And so I, I think that forgiveness is something of a value for its own sake, but there's something even selfish about forgiveness as a value, that to allow for your own prosperity, uh, forgiveness must be exercised eventually. I, I don't mean that to say that that forgiveness should always be given and nobody should ever be punished. It's just to say that we need to think critically about how far we're willing to take feuds because those will consume us and, and lead to destruction as it did in this story. Um, I also appreciated the theme of, um, this is kind of a, an inferred theme, but, but, uh, Angier's, uh, obsession isn't just with vengeance against Borden over the death of his wife. It's also an obsession with becoming the better magician. It's constantly comparing himself to Borden to be the better uh, magician. And there's an inherent dissatisfaction and destruction that goes along with that too. You must compare yourself to yourself yesterday. Whenever you're trying to uh, out or overachieve others, there's always somebody who's better than you at everything. You need to make sure to focus on your own achievements, your own progress. That's how you put yourself on a trajectory for success. When you obsess over, over the perceived, uh, Achievements of others, you set yourself up for for envy, which leads to attempted or actual destruction of what they have and destruction of yourself in the end. So big themes I I liked. The stuff I didn't like, uh, it's not that I must always have a timeline be linear, but man, if you're going to jump around, it's got to be for a good reason. Sometimes it can be for a big revelation or or something like that. I just didn't think that the plot was assisted in this case with the jumping around all the time, especially with the revelation of what is believed to be Angier's death at the start. I thought that that kind of poisoned their relationship. And I know that that later that that's revealed to be a clone version of him and all this. But if the point is sort of the souring of their relationship the destruction of their relationship because you saw Angier die at the start their The perception of their relationship is sort of devalued from the start. I didn't, I didn't think that the, the jumping around added much to the plot other than confusion. That's and I'm what tr- he does. He doesn't get, he doesn't let the audience figure anything out. He just makes his plots pointlessly confusing yeah, and I, then has to explain it. it, it yeah. yeah. I, I found that to be uh I found the, 
the jumping around in the timeline to be more confusing than um, than adding value to the story. And uh, I know the, this kind of a minor point, but the, the clone stuff, the cloned bodies. OK, first of all, like, how are you managing these bodies? That seems very difficult. They're just putting them in the basement, man. <laughs> Stacking them up. OK, yeah. even if that's the case, oh, we just stack them in the basement and it's as easy as that. We have tons of space. We have an entire warehouse. It's I still don't understand why it's necessary to kill the clones. OK, Angier has a perfect clone. Why not just simply use the perfect clone the same to, clone to perform to do the, trick? the I know why so, just do the trick like Christian Bale was yeah. doing the trick with one clone. You don't need to kill infinity clones. It's retarded. It actually adds. It's not just an extra step. It's a ton of disposal work and liability. So there's the problem. There's also the moral problem. You're committing murder with every show. I mean, that's and, and unnecessarily. So there's no moral justification to do it. There's no practical necessity because you have the clone to work with. Um, it, it's a massive legal liability. It's an immorality. It just doesn't make sense to do it in this way. I don't, unless I missed some compelling reason why you have to murder the clone every single time. So I gave it a, uh, a watchable three wiki rating. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll allow it. As far as the audience's early vote, uh, people like a four and a five. You know, not many people, people voting serious? early, but people like it. It's a very not a lot of people have voted uh, to rate this one. So maybe a, a biased sample in favor of the prestige. Oh my god! We've enraged all the prestige fans. There's no way people like this movie. Um. The Incredibles is up next week. Oh, sweet. I've never seen it, but uh, I recognize the the art style and the characters and all that. A movie I can watch with my kid. Finally. There's that bonus. Yeah, I guess. Um, oh. Remaining nominees for uh, the for the month from uh, listener William uh, include Once Upon a Time in the West, My Neighbor Totoro, Titanic, The Italian Job, Clueless, Hero, uh, the Italian job from 2003, by the way, clueless hero from 2002, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. All right, that'll do it. We'll catch up with uh, with chat and call it an evening. What Over on uh, Rumble, Kay Sorensen 917 says, there have been leftist claims that the teachers in the Tennessee school were allowed to conceal carry and did have guns in the school, but I haven't been able to independently dispute or corroborate mm-hmm. this. I saw someone claiming that on uh, on Twitter. They just wrote that. And the only source that I've seen <laughs> is law enforcement saying they are unable to confirm or deny if teachers had guns in the school. So that's that suggested that they probably did. Or maybe there was a, it, it could be the case that as a matter of policy, it was allowed if not exercised. All I know is according to the police chief's representation of this manifesto that we don't yet have and other writings, this transgender shooter said, I scouted multiple locations. I picked this one because it was less secure than other options. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, unless the police chief is just lying. I'm going to believe that that's probably written down and that that transgender shooter was telling the truth. 
when she said that. But if the information comes out that, that, yeah, they were allowed to carry and it was not effective. I mean, would that, would that change my mind? Would that make me decide that we should not allow teachers who would like to carry legally to do that? No, no. Um, we, we don't know what happened. I mean, who knows? Uh, the, the investigation is still underway. It's possible there was a policy in place that allowed it, but maybe the teachers were away from their desks where the firearm was stored or they didn't have, you know, what? who knows what the variables were in play. Or maybe yeah. they tried to shoot this transgender person and bailed. We, j- we just don't know. But based on what the police chief has said about the manifesto, I'm my position right now is skeptical that teachers were armed in this school. But of course, I'll follow the evidence. Uh, Honky Buck says, <laughs> TSA, tranny scrote abuse. Uh, <laughs> that, I like it. That's a good one. Uh, properly earned rim shot for you, Honky Buck. Thank you. Uh, I'm good over on Rumble if you want to carry on with Tippy Stream sure. and YouTube. Boogeyman says, I doubt it. Thank you, sir. Jacob says, Thank you. Hello and goodbye is not enough. Blonde and Mr. D crossover. I must have more. Yeah, we didn't, we weren't able to talk, but I did. I doubt it. But I did talk a little bit more to Chris Gard. And then I called him Chris Jard and I felt like an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> I just assumed it was Gard. I don't know, but now you No, it confirmed. is. I heard him say it All and right. then immediately said it wrong. Uh, Ramiam, the soap is out of the bag. I'm, uh, it's going to be a rich night for Matt and I once more, but it's true. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when the people at Hero Soap came to me and said, uh, thought, uh, proposed the idea of um, exclusive soap fragrances to promote like this, the, I thought, do I take this sincerely and do I try to make cool like Montana Western themed soaps, which of course I did, or do I go the other direction and just make Matt's Prison Bar and see if everyone, <laughs> see if everyone would buy that instead? It's just um, shaped like a penis. That's listen, it. I tried to be classy. Okay. So give our friends at hero soap a chance. And if it, if you guys don't like classy, I'm going the other direction next time. If hero, I, I, I doubt this from what I understand of hero, they are a dignified organization. So I don't think they want to, but the menthol, like you, you had to know that men were going to be, they're going to have tingly balls while they're thinking about you. I, I just, the reason I selected that is because I love their cool soap. They, they have like a peppermint cool soap that mm-hmm. gives you that cool tingle. And I love that. I just. Yeah. You thought, why not bring this to the audience's balls? It's the best. It's yeah. The fresh bar with the, with the tingly effect. Okay. That might be kind of nice. That's, that's the best shower. Yeah. Okay. Max says new soap just dropped guys. Matt looking coyly <laughs> over his shoulder. I, I knew it was going to go this direction, but that's okay. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to be creative with my business operation. That's all. <laughs> Laurel, everyone thinks every incident is a trap to get us to behave violently so they can increase the authoritarianism over us. So we never act, but are they teaching us to be docile and never act? Yeah. That would, is this a big double cross? Is that what's happening? Maybe she's right. That would be an alternative theory. Uh, another theory would be like a, a a perpetual test to find the line. What is the line that they finally can't cross? And right, right. There were very few lines that were actually discovered during all the Corona bullshit. I mean, people will do almost whatever they're told, no matter how absurd. So they gave you the diary, knowing that you would think that the diary was real, mm. but the diary was actually fake. Stupid movies, <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Base realist. I didn't say uh, Zelensky is a homo. He is a homo. 
Ted Nugent. Classic, dude. American hero. That's a big game, man. Uh, Okay, I'll read this. Um, Roids do shrink your balls, but I'm just saying it makes your ween look huge. So is it really a bad thing? I find it crazy that Dems are fine giving little girl roids. Testosterone is a roid because they feel like a boy. But in other contexts, it's not okay. Cheers. Yeah, that's, that's legitimate. My brother asked my husband, I was listening to them talk the other day, and he goes, so would you rather have giant balls and a tiny dick or a huge dick and tiny balls. What? Like, what's... who on earth would choose the tiny dick, huge ball combo? <laughs> Did he offer and, like, an ran argument? into the room. No, my husband was like, what are you talking about? Of course <laughs> I'm going to choose. No woman on earth cares about any man's balls. In the history of mankind, no one cares about your balls. I had um, to run into the room and be like, why would you even ask that? Well, I guess proportions are an, a generally important principle of life, but... If you have to pick one shortcoming, I think most men are going to be decisive about that one. Uh, it was just the dumbest question. I'm just curious so for the counter stupid. case. Your brother's a smart guy. He can yeah. make arguments that uh, I don't necessarily see clearly right away, but he didn't offer one, you're saying? No, because the, the balls, you know, the balls really are the the fertility giver. You know, if you've got huge balls, you've got more sperm, you probably uh, have higher quality sperm. Um, but th- that's just... No, no. I'm glad reason prevailed. Uh, injured guardian. I don't care how pessimistic, angry, or both they may be. No parent should be a collapsitarian, nor an accelerationist. Is quite literally contrary mm. to the responsibilities to their children. It's not though, because I can't do anything to stop society from collapsing. We are on a one-way course to destruction, irrespective of how I behave in this moment. Now, I can ride that one out slowly, so that. My daughter's life is, uh, you know, better than her daughter's life. But this, this is going to fucking happen. It's going to happen. So what does it matter? And I know it's not either or. And I actually don't dis- I don't dismiss the point entirely. I think it's that the, the philosophy that you have an obligation to make tomorrow as good as possible for your child. And I mean that in the immediate sense, not just tomorrow, the, the long term concept, like tomorrow, the actual day. That is that if you are not hoping for tomorrow, the actual day and working toward tomorrow, the actual day being as good as possible, you are failing in the obligation to your child. I, I understand the perspective that you're, you're, uh, you're advocating there. It does make sense. Um, but the other side of it too, is to your point, to what degree ignoring, submitting to whatever the alternative would be, uh, allowing the decline of our society, culture, country, in pursuit of, I guess, a better tomorrow, mm-hmm. the day tomorrow, is that a disservice? Is that an actual betrayal of of what is best for your child long term? Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I. The the prospect for my my son's prospective future is damaged by these people. It, it just is in general. How, yeah. how best do you manage yeah. that? I guess is the question to ask. <clears throat> and at the heart of the collapsitarian worldview is that nothing we can do can fix the present system from within. Once you accept that, it's either a slow death or a quick death. And I'm not hearing a lot of good arguments for the slow death. Hmm. Um, who's next? Uh, thank you, Injured Guardian. Uh, Daniel Yeager is up next on my list. If you had to rank, where does this week stand in terms of news cycles you've covered on the show? Top five, top ten? No, no. I, I wouldn't put this in top 20. It's hard for me to rank because it's hard for me to remember exactly when certain news stories hit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, this was a, this was a major week of news uh, just in the in the historical light of it. the first time ever something has happened. Uh, the indictment of a sitting president and all that <laughs> as I'm I'm burping up my my uh, my depression, my John Fetterman depression beer. But it wasn't um, that different than what they've been doing to him this whole time. Yeah. You know? in, in many ways, it is kind of status quo. But yeah. Yeah, is the, I would I would say that this is probably the most significant news week of 2023. Yeah. The, the transgender shooting is also a significant development. Uh, the 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 indictment is a significant development. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is the most significant news week of the year. I'll tell you that much. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you, Gary Christensen. The Prestige. I thought we were watching Ex Machina. What day is it? Did I skip a week, or is this one of those Mandala Bernstein Bears effects? No. That was last week. You can uh, go back to our last week's episode and uh, check it out if you like. A movie Thank we both Mr. enjoyed more. We did. I, I loved that movie. Yeah. The smartest man in the world. So what's your plan when Trump commits suicide in the same prison as Epstein was assassinated <laughs> in? I don't know. I think that'd be way hard to pull off. I am not suicidal. We're going to watch it. I, I, I won't be surprised. I, yeah. Will they put him in the Epstein cell, the one without the cameras? <laughs> Knuckle Lungy Buck, the smartest man in the world. Cry havoc and let slip the dogs of, you know, the, the thing. Wait, is that actually a Biden quote? What am I missing no. here? No, no, no. He's, um, or the smartest man in the world. Isn't that Hunter Biden? <clears throat> no, he's re- responding to the previous, the uh, Epstein assassination guy. The oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I see. <clears throat> Thank you for clarifying. Um, Bane Koof. I think the plan for Trump is to convict regardless of evidence, get a felony for election cycle. SCOTUS will overrule conviction to protect politicians on precedent. A judge said place gag order, but can't be done. The Secret Service. Is that what is that what he's saying? I've heard people say that that somehow he could be uh, they could somehow stop him from campaigning with some sort of gag order or something like that. Mm. I don't know the legal theory on that. So maybe maybe there's some angle that they have that is. Like my my theory of what's going on here is that these people want to be perceived as unfairly targeting Trump so that they can pump him up for the uh, for the primary and get the Trump rematch that they want because they think that's to their advantage. But this would be a theory that, that they're actually trying to take him out. That would be the, the, the competing theory here that what they're doing is they're trying to actually stop him from campaigning, make him in- okay. ineligible in whatever way they can. So. We'll find out. We'll probably find out in the coming months here once this uh, this case goes to trial, if in fact it does. Um, the fourth watch. New shaman attorney said last week he was scheduled to be out this month from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I don't know what's what. I can't believe a government website was not properly updated. That, that's shocking to me. Uh, <laughs> Semper ad Meliora. We're close to nuclear war, banging economic collapse. AI just taught itself to lie. Sounds like it's a quarter past midnight on the doomsday clock, but it's all Trump's fault. This AI thing I'm I'm pretty worried about. Well, Ex Machina was a fascinating movie to watch for that reason, too. Just the timeliness of it as AI, the technology has, has ramped up really the last year or two, or even just within yeah. the last few months with things like ChatGPT and all the rest. Oh, it is crazy. You so, typed in your own name? I have not messed with chat GPT other than the, uh, the, the show poetry that we received. That was it. I've not, I've not personally played around with chat GPT. Have it's you, scary. what yeah. did you do? What did you ask it to do? Uh, type in my name and then say something positive about white men, which it won't do or say something <laughs> negative about my white men, which it will do. Yeah. And then I asked some question about 
you know, Hitler, some other stuff. It's typical blonde things. Well, I said, like, is there anything good about Hitler? And it's ah. like definitively like, no. Like, uh, there's nothing good about him. Like, you can't talk about like his fancy mustache or something. No. Uh, or him like pulling I, off tube socks, or you can't say anything nice about Hitler. Come on. Wise scholar Yay West, you can't even post the clip of him saying, I like Hitler. I got punished for that. Oh, that's true. Um, Chris Gar, good day. My new infant daughter just heard you guys talking for this t- first time in her life. Make sure you keep this up. Uh, so she can be old enough to get blonde pilled. Much love, guys. Praise Raja Mohan. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> All the best to your family, and thanks for your contributions to the show. And some rando um, on the. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna. Well, I, I I didn't mean to put him on the spot. I'm gonna send you an email, Chris, because I didn't know you were into the streaming stuff. So maybe we can figure something out sometime. Yeah, totally. Some rando on the Vegas shooting thing. The guy had planned this so meticulously. He had calculations for trajectory, wind and distance on him when he was taking out. He had cameras in the hallway, but no motive. Yeah, exactly. He was just mad about not getting high roller status. Charles Use, Matt, I love you. And as a formal former former, sorry, New York City metrosexual, I firmly believe there's a place for subtle salmon tones in a man's wardrobe. But the key is subtle burn that shirt no 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 that that's wrong if you're going if you're going like a pink tone you gotta go you just do it all did you yeah. even tell the audience what i said about your shirt before we went live blonde said she liked it i'm not trying to inspire a no rivalry. no it was even nicer than that Charles. i said you don't look like a homosexual <laughs> you, you don't look gay but then the the soap ad, ad came up and all doubt was removed oh, that's true. um well i i wouldn't dispute the expertise of new york city metrosexuals but yeah. Uh, no, I sort of I broke the uh, broke the glass ceiling of outrageous Hawaiian style gun shirts a few weeks ago, and I thought I'm just going to continue the trend. I've actually had this one for like a year, and I'll tell you, Charles, that I did I never wore it on the stream because I didn't know if that was an appropriate venue. But if you can't tell, it's saws and macaws. It's a parrot perched sweet. on the barrel of an M249 saw, and uh, I figured tonight's the night. Nice but night. Charles has to tear me down. You well, bastard. you tell your fellow New York City metrosexuals that they don't know that salmon is not the appropriate deployment of pink. And I don't think metrosexual is real. Like, do you even know anything about male fashion if you haven't committed to taking a D in the A? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. Charles, tell us your experience. We demand yeah, to really. know. If, if, you, if you got the full New York City experience, then perhaps I, I will BJ's defer. don't count. John says, <laughs> I just want to remind everyone that it will end with people having to shoot their neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> the left won't surrender or stop at rash at a rational place and we're not going to be able to live peacefully with them we need to be okay being with the bad guy i do not support any violence defensively i can say that right what you you do not support violence defensive oh offensively violence. yeah well that's offensive um, uh, offensive uh, <laughs> i don't know why i said it without the wrong with the wrong emphasis no, um, so it's an, there is actually a, a, a very interesting philosophical point here. So I don't want to do the, the, the usual uh, Fed chant and dismiss the point. That is to say, in wickedly immoral times, mm-hmm. uh, you, there are acts you will have to commit to get out of that. And no, Neil, I'm not saying that's today and that you should go commit all sorts of wickedly immoral acts to uh, perceive tomorrow or to, to achieve tomorrow's justice. I'm just saying that if the world truly goes to chaos and that sort of stuff is being committed all around you and indeed threatening you in your day-to-day life, you're going to have to get out of that one way or another. And 
bad actions are gonna, what you're describing is the chaos of war. And sometimes in the chaos of war, you're going to have to be okay with bending rules or making snap decisions that may not always be correct in order to achieve the bigger goal or to get yourself out of a survival situation. Totally. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's as long as, as long as you maintain the moral clarity of understanding, this is not your preference that you would very much, you're like, you're just like Chris in, in Vancouver. I don't want to have you shouting in my face and physically threatening. I please, I'm offering you an alternative to just go over there and not do this. And yeah, but the point is if that's brought to you and they won't give up, the fight has been brought to you at that point. And, and I would say that that is actually your, your, um, your moral distinction. Um, you need, I don't know that you're the bad guy when the fight is brought to you. Sometimes That's you true, have to yeah. do what you have to do to get out of a situation. And it, it seems that there are people who are intent on bringing those sorts of situations in the near future. You're right. And to your point about, about war, I've heard from people that have been in war that you have to just act instinctively, like put that moral part of your brain, just put it back there and then just deal with the emotional and moral repercussions of what you've done later just yeah. to survive. Yeah. And like, we will be in that situation at some point. Uh, do you want to take over? Uh, Plum Logan says, check out the recent discussion between Dave Smith and Aron McIntyre. Aron frog stomps libertarianism in the most polite way possible. Interesting. Cause, um, I don't know Dave extremely well. I've encountered his work here and there, but he strikes me as a guy who's, who's pretty well-spoken and well-versed on libertarian philosophy. So I'd be, uh, that might be a worthwhile discussion. Cause I, I guess he just strikes me as the sort of guy that I'd be surprised to see stopped. Yeah. But you know, everybody can be stopped once in a while. So perhaps this is one such case. Um, moist farts. Just wanted to congratulate Charlie and his lovely bride on their, is it pronounced nuptials? Yes. Okay. It's just that the word looks weird and it always makes me second guessed. Uh, second guess. What else? How could I? Nupshi- it looks like nuptials because it's an I. You know, the spelling of nuptials is weird. No, it's, it's no, it looks no. like it's spelled N-U-P-T or it sounds like it's spelled N-U-P-T-U-A-L-S nuptials, but it's I-A-L-S. All right. It's weird. Congrats on your nuptials, though. I love the short mat. Did Dylan Mulvaney have a yard sale? <laughs> Gay. You know, this this Gay? I, I, I had oh, you're my, totally uh, right about nuptials. Yeah, it's it, it looks weird. I I had my my I'm ego. having a kernel moment. Gay! I had my ego boosted with the outrageous shirt a few weeks ago. And so I'm rolling into this stream with confidence and dare I say pride, which is another word you can't use without being accused of being gay these days. You can't like rainbows and you can't use the word pride. Sacrifices you make. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I was feeling confident after the stream like a month ago and now I'll never do it again. It's back to the hoodies and the flannels forever. All right. Uh, Injured guardian says, uh, is the how dare you sounder from Aristocats or from something else? You know, you must know the the origin of the how how dare you soundbite. It's got how a tumor. dare you? You get a little uh. bit of of a uh, uh, an assistance there because you can actually see her. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great to tune bear at whatever conference that was maybe three or four years ago. You have ruined our future. You have stolen from us. How dare you lecturing the the adults? who get off on being lectured by I know at the time she was like 17 or something 
now she's I don't know. Yeah. They have some weird sexual fetish for a 17 year old girl with fetal alcohol syndrome, yelling them about yelling at them about climate change. She looks 12 too. She still does. And she's going on like 25 or something. Okay. She's like 19. No, she's older than that. Seriously. Oh yeah. Let me look it up. God. She's not 25, but she's, um, she's how the hell do you spell her stupid last name? There we go. Uh, she is, Oh, well, it was right about in the middle of our prediction. She's 20. I thought she was like 21, 22. In the middle of, I said she was 19. You said she was 25. Okay, fine. More towards yours, but still in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Still in the range. All right, proceed. Okay. Where did I leave off? Now both Uh, of us have frogs in our throats. Excellent listening. Knuckle hunky book. Yeah. The newly crowned Liege of Beers, Dylan Mulvaney, now uses the pronouns Zer Royal Highness, the Royal Zay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, if Dylan is Dylan Mulvaney the only one who received this can or can you actually go buy these cans? I, I think it's just yeah. he got the one by the look of it. Stupid Mark Wiseman. Oh, God, get ready for Jeremy's IPA with a side of salty <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Uh, that's true. This being Jeremy Boring over at Daily Wire. Yeah. Now that they're done with their uh, their their I hate Hershey's chocolate or whatever it is. Nut, nuts and nutless chocolate after Hershey's yeah, went pro tranny. Now it's Jeremy's IPA. That's yeah, <laughs> that's coming. Um, God, you're you're right. And it's going to have, you know, the, the some kind of like bearded artwork. I can already see the bottle now. It's got like beard artwork on it. And uh, it's, yeah, it's coming. It's, it, how long until they combine all of these things? He's going to be in some sort of fancy, like, uh, I don't know, some some kind of fancy recliner and he's going to be eating the chocolate and he's going to be shaving part of his face with the razors and he's going to be sipping the IPA. Is that it? Are those the only products or are there more? They, they, they've done a whole bunch of these. <laughs> you have to hurry, but they're uh. like the Hershey's thing. They were so fast. In fact, they were yeah. accused of like coordinating with Hershey. Who is this even appealing to? Uh, The Dylan Mulvaney thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The same people that the Amy Schumer endorsed. Everyone hates and is grossed out by Dylan Mulvaney. Apparently not, I guess. Only somebody that's out of touch would think that he's popular. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. But it's... uh, Bud Light has not been damaged by the progressive activism or progressive endorsement in the past, so... Yeah, I wonder. The the Daily Wire beer is going to be awesome. I can't wait. That's going to be hilarious. CTR lead. Those who constantly preach love of tolerance are one of the most violent, toxic people I've ever seen. Ain't that the truth? Uh, very selective in the application. I, I would agree. Um, Ryan has. I'm going to have to catch the replay, but I hope you two are doing well. And I'd like to thank you for building this community. I'd like to thank you for joining this community. Oh, well, well thank you, has. Ryan. Uh, very kind of you and hope you're doing well as well. We love you. You're very special. Very special. Faypo says, if Trump gets slapped with a gag order, how long will it take for Twatter to be overfilled with Trump deepfakes saying what Trump wants to say and more? It's probably already happening, isn't hmm. it? Yeah, um, I wonder, th- th- that would be a next level strategy. Legally prevent him from speaking and then fake him speaking to get him again. Okay. If it's AI that finally takes down Trump, well, I guess I'll be impressed at that point. 
Um, Long Don John, nice shirts tonight, guys. Blonde, where can I get one of those? And Matt, <laughs> where can I get one of those in hetero? Oh, come on. <laughs> I think I just got this on Amazon. I love they live. So, oh, is he? Of course. Yeah. I, I couldn't see the, uh, the faces down lower, but yeah. yeah. Um, um I, as I mentioned last time, this shirt, if you are serious, I don't know if you're just having fun at my expense or if you want to seriously browse them, but it's from a company called Retro Rifle with whom I have no commercial relationship, but oh, perhaps, we're open to it. <laughs> but if I, if I, uh, incidentally sell shirts for them and they, you know, they want to join my ever expanding, um, list of, uh, businesses with whom I cooperate, maybe, maybe they want to give me exclusive shirts. Maybe I could. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I can design show. No, they're not going to. It's retro rifle. I'm sure they want nothing to do with me, but <laughs> they have many shirts that you can check out. Whether or not they want it, they have our endorsement. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not getting a commission. Uh, so don't worry about that. Um, Daniel Yeager. What would a blonde directed remake of Mad Max look like? Who would she cast as the female version of a Morton Joe? Keep Mel Gibson as Max. Um, it's it's hard for me to to throw away Mel Gibson, but I loved the uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I thought it was awesome. It was a nonstop thrill ride, and a, a new Mad Max is coming out with Anya Taylor Joy, who I love. She's too wall eyed. There's finally no. someone who's who I've discovered who's too wall eyed. Dude, she is so she is such a hot, weird looking alien. I'm totally into it, and she's a great actress. So yeah, that's that's who I would cast. Um, keep Mel, Mel Gibson. No, I thought that um, what is his name? Tom Harvey. Help me out. Oh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I thought that the guy that was in Mad Max was awesome. This last one, Fury Road cast. Can you read it for me? Uh, yeah, Holden Mulray Tom says. Tom Hardy. If, that's what. Oh, sorry. sure. Uh, Holden Mulray says, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, we've. I know we've had this discussion on air before, uh, but my answer is pretty much always mind reading. I think it's just so strategically Ugh. advantageous. It's it's yeah. strategically invincible. If you know what people are thinking and doing, um, you 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 can't be beat. You can't be abused. I suppose. Like I don't. It I don't would want... just be mind reading. It would just be like people's random thoughts about like what they want to eat and that they need to. Well, I know, but can I? Does my superpower include turning it on and off? Like, can I, this is why you get invisibility and then you can listen to people's conversations, which is like, you know, thoughts filtered uh-huh. and watch them have sex. But, but the limitation then is I have to be in their immediate proximity to get those thoughts. Yes. Okay. My thinking on mind reading is like, I could do it remotely or maybe that, maybe I don't No, 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 no. I don't get that ability. Read thought. You got to be close to them. Oh, so there's a, there's a range requirement either way. Superpower within reason. Yeah, um, the, the ability to understand the minds of others, to know what they're going to do before they do it, to me is much more valuable than really any physical ability, like super strength or flying or underwater, infinite breathing, whatever you want. Um, Das Pooch, Dave Grohl. You're shaking, you're shaking your head, but it's basically the same philosophy that you want to, just with the added sex benefit, which I don't really care about. You just, fundamentally, you want to oh, know you what. you don't care. You would never watch people I, have sex. I, I'm not going to make a hobby of it. Like of all the, of all the superpowers that I could get an advantage to achieve. You could get in anywhere. You could do anything you want. 
at well, wait, all times. Wait, wait, the, the invisibility includes the ability to just go through walls? No, no. Well, then how are but you you're getting invisible? In? You could like go to any concert. You could be in any VIP lounge. You could be staying at the Ritz Carlton. Ever. You could get in anywhere. Well, you still have to break into places in which you're not authorized. No, you just go in behind somebody that's going in anyway. Well, I guess if it's a publicly open business, but I guess what I'm saying is if you want to get information from somebody who is in their own private residence, there's no way to get in there other than the old fashioned way of breaking in. No, you just follow the man. You're invisible. Uh, that's your strategy. But that, okay. But even that seems they're going to close the door. How are you going to, the physics of this are still a little sketchy. I find your position indefensible. Is all I'm no, I, because you still have the problem of breaking physical barriers. Even oh, if really? even if you're invisible, my superpower doesn't necessarily have these range limitations. I just want to be able to read someone's mind. When Wait, I, with that, you can't go anywhere and do anything like you could if you were invisible. Yeah, but if I know what everyone is going to do, then I already have the strategic advantage necessary to exert my will and to defeat threats against me. Okay. You know? I guess we'll have I I will sacrifice the sex viewing. I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. Das Pooch. Dave Grawl is the only thing good to come out of Nirvana. Nirvana was garbage. All grunge was garbage. Bad time for metal. You know, I kind of agree. He's the Foo Fighters guy, right? He is. But the thing is, didn't they go like completely Corona? They were retards about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They wouldn't allow unvaccinated people to come to their shows and stuff like that. At least if I'm remembering correctly. Controlling people's minds. What does that mean? Oh, just like force their mind to think a certain thing? That sounds awesome. I guess. Uh, I had to refresh. So if you're able to carry on. Jacko, I'm hella down for a shotgun war. John Wick demonstrated how insanely awesome that would be with his Dragon's Breath Rampage in the new movie. You may now disavow this comment. I forgive you. I, I, I disavow on it. Uh, I, I, I've heard that John Wick for the new one sucks. I was not a huge fan of the first one when we watched it for the review segment. Oh, we did watch it. But everyone's we? saying that the fourth one is crap. Is that, mm. I don't know if that's confirmed. That's just what I see people saying on Twitter, whose opinions I trust. Mm. Okay. Uh, Logan or did you guys see the Iowa, the LSU game, the good team, the good white team was going to destroy the joggers. The diversity higher refs couldn't allow that though. In the joggers game, if it was fixed, I would be surprised. Really? I saw that there was some conflict, but there's this star player for Iowa who's white. And there was some conflict with uh, players of color on LSU, but I, I, I don't, uh, I'm not big into basketball and I'm certainly not big into watching women's basketball. So yeah, I know the game happened today. Wait, I, women's? Yeah, it, it was the women's. Um, oh, who cares? College basketball championship today, but I did not um, watch. Like, I don't care what race of lesbians beat what other race of lesbians. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Thank uh, you, LGBTQ and non-shaman's real name isn't contagious. That was information taken from his medical chart. Wow, <laughs> that's probably correct. Many actually. of those people probably have AIDS. Thank you. Knuckle hunky buck. Now I'm still embarrassed from not being able to read his name correctly. This is like an epitome moment too. I should have done better. Oh, really? Be better. Do better. Be better. Or maybe just don't have a stupid name like Kentagious. Maybe that's it. Well, it's a it's a drag name. Yeah. Because he's a homosexual. Boomer Viking. Long time Matt Lovemaker. First time donator. Recently went to range uh, to rent a few handguns looking for my first ideally concealed carry. 
And I really like the Glock 43X. That uh, Any thoughts on this bottle and any others I should try before going for this one? I've, I've never handled the 43X, <laughs> but of course, Glock is probably the most commonly carried gun in the country. So, uh, I, you know, th- that's for a reason. And I was never into Glocks that much until this last year. And I got into a little bit because um, Joe Biden had been threatening the ghost guns. And so I thought, well, I better learn how to build these uh, these things before they ban them out. Right. So it was my first Glock build. I've had it. I've owned a Glock for a long time, but I haven't ever actually put one together from parts until this year. And um, and the ease with which you can work on them is another major benefit, man. Like it's not only are they upgradable with a ton of aftermarket parts, but they're really easy to work on. You don't have to be some gunsmith to do it. So as someone who didn't understand the Glock appeal as much until this year, I totally get it now. Um, As with anything, uh, your concealed carry piece. Yeah, I mean, there are some quote unquote objectives like you'd like to have as much capacity as possible, um, things like that. But it, 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 for something you're going to be carrying every day, you need to be able to do that comfortably and you need to be able to shoot it well. So if that's the Glock 43X for you, that's great. Um, I have been carrying the uh, the SIG P365 for a couple of years now. I love that gun. Uh, not just because it's a comfortable carry. It's, it's the right concealable size for me, but it's it's got a good capacity uh, as well. And so I've been, I've been carrying that and I love that gun. But uh, for some people, it doesn't fit their hand right, or it feels weird when they carry it, whatever. I, I would just say, if you haven't already, go to a range that rents uh, every every handgun under the sun and whatever you're considering carrying. Make sure that you shoot it well and effectively and it, see, and it feels comfortable. And make sure that you could tolerate carrying it for, for an entire day if you had to. Um, and if that's the 43X, then go for it. And if you're just starting carrying, you'll probably learn some lessons the hard way like I did when I started, which is like, I wanted a gun that looked cool, you know, <laughs> like, and then you find out when you carry it for a little while, okay, that was a stupid reason to pick a gun to carry. It doesn't need to look cool. In fact, it's, it's just going to be under your clothing all freaking day. Nobody cares. It doesn't need to look cool. Make sure yeah. that it feels right and that you shoot it well. Um, but that, that's the great thing about getting into um, the collection of firearms. Whenever you make a poor decision, oh, well, I just have one more gun. What a big problem to have. Um, but for a carry piece, that is important. Like we're talking about a gun that you're going to trust your life to, your security to. You do want to make that decision a little more carefully than just some sort of toy to take to the range for fun. Yeah. And thanks for supporting the show and good luck. Uh do you want to round me Yeah. Uh, Phil says, I'm skeptical that if Trump was thrown in prison, that the right would even react outside of some grumbling. The right has been completely beaten into submission at this point and they're, um, and are just waiting for the country to be finished off by post 65 invaders. You know, I wish I could offer something more enthusiastic or optimistic <laughs> than that uh, diagnosis there. But, but I, it's hard for me to seriously argue that if Trump was thrown in prison, anything else would happen. I mean, there yeah. would be, and I, again, I don't exclude Outrage, myself right? from that. Am I going to go bust Trump out personally? No, I'm going to say this is bullshit on the internet and then I'm going to carry on. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's, um, I don't know. Uh, I, that, that only, that sort of uh, abuse only extends so far though. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we choose to intervene or not, eventually that sort of abuse of power does uh, come to justice. Um so, so hopefully it'll be corrected one day, but I take your point, Phil, and I don't think it's wrong. 
Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Jonathan says, I have your candidate uh, for King Glenn Jacobs, the current mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Jacobs was inspired to enter politics by Tom Woods and um, and is a big Ron Paul guy. Most would know of Jacobs by his WWE name, the Demon Kane. Did I mention that he's six eight? Well, I don't know wrestling, Ooh. so I guess I'll have to check this guy out. If he's six eight and he's all right, uh, maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is like <laughs> yeah. All I see are the wrestling pictures. Um, but yeah, this is a guy that you wouldn't want to fight physically. And if his philosophy is sound, then maybe he's our king. Although I, you know, I, I'd prefer uh, an image a little more dignified than the wrestling getup, but. I'm sure maybe we could work with that. Science Fact Sunday. Scientists have recently successfully crossed sheep with pigs to create a woolly pig-like animal they are calling a shig. Hybridizing newts and pigs turned out to be (laughs) more problematic. Come on. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That was a good one. Uh, Thank you for not asking me to say it. The N-word. You know what the N-word is? Indrid Guardian says the reveal of them being twins and the prestige was crap. He literally told his twin, take my daughter to the zoo and convince my wife that I love her 30 minutes earlier uh, in the film. I guess I didn't necessarily notice that that detail. See, uh, it was revealed before he actually said, oh, it was my twin the whole time. Yeah, uh, that, that, that probably is true. I might have just missed that detail. Um, thank you, Indrid Guardian. Issue says the uh, pride rainbow is a distortion of the real rainbow. The real rainbow has seven colors described with Roy G. Biv. Uh, while the pride rainbow has only six colors originally. So it has always been deviant from the natural world. Take that however you want. Interesting. I did not know that. I'm going to. What color was excluded? There are only six. What color did they exclude in the gay rainbow? Ooh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe says, damn it, Matt, the cry havoc quote is from uh, William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar modified humorously, of course, Philistine. Ah, well, Shakespearean literature, uh, Shakespearean literary references are not my strong suit. Clearly, Uh, neither are recognizing the correct. uh, Neither is recognizing the correct pronunciation of drag names. So (laughs) uh, and some might say my selection in shirt uh, fashion is also an area in which I'm lacking. So. My apology for the shortcoming, but uh, thank you for clarifying and thank you for your support for the show. Esoterica Unbound says, so the big reveal at the end of Nolan's exercise in nihilistic steampunk is that one protagonist has actual magic at his disposal, yet only uses it for this cockamamie scheme. Talk about um, BS, ex machina. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, too. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it in that way, that he has like world altering technology. And and deployed it only for this kind of uh, vengeful thing about getting the best of his rival yeah. mu- uh, magician. That seems silly, um, but that is what happened. You're right. Not Monkey Box says, Matt, I once made love while I was behind him. He asked to reach around and tend to his nuptials, I guess, properly spelled uh, the way I think is more phonetic. That's a big game, man. Thank you, sir. Jason Takes says, I might uh, I might be dumb, but how do you super chat on Rumble? I also thought about North Korea potentially sending uh, or thoughts about North Korea potentially sending half a million troops to Ukraine. That's news to me, actually. I haven't I have not heard that. I assume North Korea would be fighting with Putin, but I don't know. Or are they fighting against Putin? <laughs> See, I, I don't know. even know what the what the teams are in this arrangement. Uh, so that's, that's, I'm going to have to look into that. Um, as far as super chatting on rumble, there's a function called rants. So in the chat, there's a little button that says rants, R A N T S. And that is how, uh, you do it. 
Um, so look for the rants button. Huh. And uh, that's how you chat on Rumble. And of course, we'll read your chats over there. And we appreciate chats on Rumble as well. Uh, Rumble gives pretty much everything to the creator. Uh, Raja Mohan takes 30% like his predecessor, Susan WikiWiki. So you know, just be aware in your choices. Though, of course, we are more than grateful to have your support for the show on whatever platform you may choose. Uh, yep. Knuckle Hockey Buck. I, I always stumble over his damn name. Knuckle Hunky Buck. It's probably smart for companies like Budweiser to market to the LGBLT community. Those people are willing to put anything in their mouths. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck also says, Blonde, you're 100% right about Anya Taylor-Joy. She is the hottest alien actress since Christina Ritchie. Matt, her, Ritchie, yeah. her, her eyes are almost far enough apart. Dude, Anya Taylor-Joy is, is too bizarre for me, to be honest. I'm not saying she's like hideous or something, but she's she is a smoke show. The polite way I would say is she is a unique looking chick. That yeah, that's what I like though. I like a woman that's like conventionally beautiful and then has one really fucking weird thing about her. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I need to refresh, but let me uh, catch up over on Rumble really quickly. Cribbles says uh, beer makes the tranny go down easy. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I saw. I saw someone make a joke and this is a person I respect. And quite honestly, he might be making a joke at his own expense. I don't know, but it was a joke that I kind of sympathized with because it seems funny, but then you think about it and it doesn't really work. And he posted, um, it was, it was the video of Dylan Mulvaney with Dylan's six pack of Bud Bud lights or whatever. And, uh, this guy said, what a coincidence. That's as many beers as I'd need to smash that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, which is kind of funny. But then the premise is that there are enough beers. And that's really what everyone was uh, hitting back with. Like there. That's a man like you. You can't. No, no beers. There's no 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 beer rule. And I think I think he was aware of that. I don't think he was oblivious to that premise. That was just kind of part of the bit. But um, yeah, you can't you can't make you can't make jokes about. uh, You you can't make jokes about smashing that and not be and not be gay. I don't know. That's yeah. that's just the rule. That's why traps are gay. I don't know. But Dil- <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney is not very trappy. Dylan Mulvaney is pretty obviously a guy. Obviously. The makeup might be deceptive from afar, but when you're close up, you can see the guy physique. So. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Do, uh, I had to refresh. Do we have more on YouTube or TV stream? Or we Did good? you read some rando? No, that one is new. Oh, time travel is obviously the best superpower, unlimited money, power, and historical revision. Oh. oh. Yeah, I guess uh, there's okay, a, there's a, a power. Well, I, the power that we're after with this mind reading or time travel is, is similar. It's like foreknowledge of what people are going to do and how right. to use that to your benefit or just to in pursuit of justice. Whenever I think about these superpowers, I don't necessarily want to use them to dominate the world and other people unfairly like to try to steal from them or to try to manipulate them. But if you could, yeah. if you had forethought or like, uh, if you had foreknowledge of abuses that are coming and you had the power to stop them, that would be incredibly awesome. Totally awesome. Yep. So that's my thinking. We're good over here. Uh, yeah, I think we're all set. We're good on uh, rumble. Thank you guys over there. Good on D live. Thank you guys over there. Anything else before we get out of here? That's it. Thanks for joining us, guys. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your rumble rants. Thank you for your jokes and various fact checks. And uh, 
criticisms about my wardrobe and about my soap and everything else tonight. It's very much appreciated. Uh, if you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for tuning in and for your support uh, for the show. If you would like more to listen to, if you can't get enough, uh, rem- uh, reminded that you can find more listening material on the podcast platforms of the show, the audio platforms. Those are linked in the description as well as over on the podcast page of the website you'll find the call-in show replay other materials you might not find on youtube speaking of if you want anything else show related including my signature soaps timberline and old west from hero soap company mattchristiansonmedia.com is where you find all that information we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is the matt and blanche i